Good afternoon, everyone. How are you guys doing? What's going on? Welcome to episode 15 of Mergers of Novigrad, a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss Hello. everything went. As you guys can see, today we have two very talented content creators, the mastermind behind the Oddball Tournaments, Mr. Habla, and Hello. the owner of the oh-so-exclusive <laughs> Palmering Club, Qpor. How are you doing, Hello. guys? The one-member club. The Palmer Club. <laughs> it's a giant club, yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, uh, a couple of words to our viewers. Uh, guys, if you have any questions for our guests, you can ask them in chat. We'll try to spot gotcha. the more interesting ones uh, during the podcast and answer them as we go. Also, if you'd like to stay in touch off stream, you can follow us on Twitter at Novigrad Podcast. And if YouTube or Spotify are the places where you would rather listen or watch to this episode, uh, it's going to be uploaded onto these two platforms in a couple of hours. And with that being said, I think it's time we move on to the first segment of the podcast, which is what have you been up to? Mr. Habla Kupor, how are, how are you guys doing? What's going on? What have you been doing in the recent weeks? Oh, well, <laughs> right, I'll, I'll start. I'll start here. I'll take the okay. initiative. Well, basically, it's not much different from my usual setup because I, I studied film, but I only went to like school like twice a week. So... I was home for most of the time anyway. The only thing I miss is kind of like going out with friends like once a week or so. But now I just have more time to, you know, create content, stream for my fans, for my viewers. So that's kind of cool, I guess. But I kind of do miss going out with friends and, you know, having a bit of uh, fun outside. Especially now that the weather is really good again. I've, I've started to realize that the sun doesn't go out, doesn't go down before like eight or six. So that's pretty decent, I guess. But we got to stay inside and stay safe. And so yeah. should you. <laughs> yeah, so I would say that most players don't really complain about the quarantine or, or the state of lockdown because I was staying home anyway. <laughs> How about you, Kipor? Yeah. How is the quarantine exactly. treating you? For me, it's exactly the same. It's just that I can't go to work anymore. It feels a little bit weird because I worked in a restaurant and we closed really fast because no one wanted to buy our food in a time like this, it looks like. So I'm just here at home playing, but it's the same with Hablo. Like I see the weather, I have friends, and I'm thinking like, okay, I like video games and they are fun, but I also like to breathe air and be outside. And it's so weird because I'm happy usually to be like a little bit at home, but it's getting boring. Like it's not fun if you don't have a balance between everything. Um, only sitting at home, it's it doesn't feel good. Like, especially if I come back after a really hard day of work, it's even more rewarding to play some video games. And now it's just okay. I'm waking up. Video games. Yeah. <laughs> video games. Then I'm thinking about writing an article. Then I don't do it because I'm lazy. And then I'm playing more video games. It's always the same. So. Yeah, that's funny. So, but I I do go running on every Friday. I do go running for like uh, an hour at least, which really does like put my mind at ease. Is really I'm good. I'm also going outside just to buy like small things. To have a reason, I'm not the biggest running fan. I should, but I'm not. And so I'm just going outside to the supermarket and buying small things and small bolts. So we always have enough food in here. And uh, maybe someday I'm lucky. I'm seeing a toilet paper roll because they are really <laughs> sold out everywhere. It, it's not even a joke. It's really? So weird. Yeah, I'm not joking. Wow. It's so weird. Like, uh -huh. I think people here 
some someone said, okay, here are memes about toilet paper rolls uh, brought out, and then everyone is like, wait, if there are memes, maybe the toilet paper is going to really go out. So everyone runs into the store, and then the toilet paper is out. It's snowball effect. Yeah, I, I actually thing. said that multiple times. Um, some time ago, I would say around a week ago maybe, uh, there was this short video recorded by somebody who works at a warehouse that stores toilet paper. And basically, it's like a huge space of thousands of square meters filled with TP rolls. And, you know, the guys working there were just laughing their ass off, thinking about all those people hoarding and thinking, we are going to run out. No, we are not going to run out. We have enough TP for the next decade. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, but yeah. to be honest, it, like, life hasn't really changed from, for, for me this much. Uh, I still go to work. I work in supply chain, so it is ah, considered a vital yeah. industry. So uh, uh, I still work three days a week. So uh, I get to con- you know get in touch with other people, even though, uh, as I told you guys before your podcast, uh, the workforce has been reduced by two-thirds, something like that. So that's yeah. weird. And, and, and on top oh, of that, yeah. I try to walk every day. I just try to you know go, go out in the evening to breathe some fresh air. Because really, just sitting at home all day long without having the option to go outside, that's really depressing. Especially if you don't even have a garden or anything. Like, if you live yeah, in a flat. Yeah. yeah. There's this really <laughs> funny video of, like, the unemployment rate with the GameCube intro. It's like this really short little... And then at the end, it's like... It just goes up like crazy. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I love that. That was funny. That's the best part. Like, I really love the memes. I always love the memes where something important happens in the world. And now where you see that the important stuff is, like, hurting a lot of people, more and more people came out and transformed this pain into funny stuff. I think it's normal that uh, in a crisis people start to make more memes. Oh, yeah. Just Obviously. Like, up you, I, you have more time at home to make memes, for yeah. God's sakes. Make high-quality yeah. memes. Instead. But just yeah, think, some, about, some... think about future generations for a moment, because when we <laughs> learn about stuff like World War One or World War Two, it's all serious, right? Like, like serious news, uh, uh, propaganda papers, like historical accounts, pictures, films, stuff like that. Yeah. And imagine like, two, three generations from now, people are going to learn about the uh, corona crisis and they're going to be like, what? Just look at all the memes. <laughs> Everyone was at home and, and watching movies and anime. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another meme that I saw. Like People, people were, were saying, uh, you know, our grandfathers have to, had to go to war and we just need to stay home. Grandpa, why are you outside again? Yeah, it was forbidden when I was young. It was, we're we're going to make this look like the apocalypse. Yeah, honestly. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to complain. It's really good for the podcast. Like, the only is, reason yeah. Slama was here with all the leagues was because they couldn't do it during the tournament. Yeah, that's true. So that, that, that w- works out for me. They gave you some bad views, you know. That's pretty good. Uh, I think enough about Corona for now, guys. Um, Actually, one thing that uh, I really want to talk about is um, your career as content creators, because uh, I can imagine that not everyone in chat knows about what you do and uh, what keeps you busy at night. So can you tell us a few words about yourself, about uh, your content and what you've been doing in in the last uh, few months uh, in regards to Gwent? I'll let you start this time, Kupar. Yeah, mm, I thought the more important person to start, but okay. Now we so, saved the best for last, baby. 
Okay, the best <laughs> It's kind of weird because I never feel like a content creator, to be honest, because I just drop in content when I feel like. I don't have a shallow like everyone. Like, some people have to, are going to post a video on Tuesday, are going to post a video on Friday, and then are going to stream on this and this and this day. I tried to stream, but my connection was not really good. So I kind of stopped after two streams. So the only thing I have is the Palmarin Club. And now also the Puff Cap Club, but this is like Legends of Runeterra, and I think it's uh, it's not good to talk about other card games in the grains uh, when you're when you're in the Grand Postcards. And on the Palmarin Club, I'm just posting really competitive articles with the best grammar and writing you're ever going to see in the whole Grand Market. Um, I, I'm also a former uh, Aratusa and TLG member. So I'm using all the competitive knowledge I have and put it into these articles. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all. I mean, that's that's how I'm describing my blog. I mean, it's 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 your thing to to interpret it, how my blog is really. But this is what I'm posting in the blog, and I also posted a lot of memes over the years. I think a lot of memes you saw on Twitter or Reddit or oh, yeah. everything are mostly um, memes. I'm quite accustomed to your memes, especially when it comes to my own personality. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm my, maybe sometimes really mean, but I'm just meaning it in a nice, friendly way. Every, everyone loves some good memes. And speaking of memes, Mr. Habla. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, well, my, my name is Mr. Pablo One. I have a YouTube channel, also stream on Twitch from time to time. But I would say my main, you know, work would go into the YouTube channel since I do separate the two. Unlike a lot of other uh, Gwen content creators, I do separate YouTube videos and separate streams so that I can, you know, sort of separate the both as for like individual content. And my content is mainly memes where I play decks that you wouldn't see on the ladder. I, will tr I always try and get to pro rank at the start of the season so that I can play the stupidest, most degenerate decks in pro rank. Some I'm proud of, some I'm not so proud of, but <laughs> most of the time they, they go pretty well. Most of the time uh, it's just, it, it's, not, it's not that bad. A lot of the decks actually are sort of fun to play still. There's never really a time when you're desperate, you know, trying to win. Because I'm not the most competitive player, unlike a lot of other people who just you know play the best decks all the time and and i think that just I, I, to me that just would just get tiring playing the same decks from every faction over and over again for like an entire month so that's why i like you know on on the stream i try stuff that i've already tried and on the youtube i always try and innovate with cards that you just don't see in in normal ranked and try and surprise some people that wouldn't be expecting it and yeah, I try to pull off some crazy combos here and there, and sometimes just you know play cards that you wouldn't just see. And yeah, you are you are very active when it comes to both YouTube and Twitch. As a matter of fact, when I was um, tweeting about this podcast um, about going live, you published uh, a video like six minutes before the show. <laughs> is is that right? Is that correct? Oh no! I I tweeted the video was published at one a.m. yesterday, and I just tw I forgot to tweet it out. When okay, it came okay, out, because so I was I was thinking you are really using all the free time you have on your hands. And with that being said, I actually wanted to ask: is is this just a beginning? Because I noticed that you are way more active than before, especially on Twitch. Like I I remember you, you used to stream every now and then, yes. and now I see you like almost every day. Well, yeah, this is it. Kind of helped the quarantine. Kind of helped with that, <laughs> and I mean. I, I tried to stream as many times back then, but now I just have more time to do it. 
and I have a better like time sort of schedule because back in the day, every second day would be like a sort of uh, the Witcher Trials, which is a, Ro a Road to Glory series that I stopped probably like midway through. And yeah, that series would take a long time to, you know, edit and stuff. So that would just take a, the time away from, you know, streaming. And whenever meme, I mean, whenever I did meme cards, I tried to stream, but that was also kind of difficult because I usually started working later, but now I have a better like time schedule with all the things and I, and making meme cards and then afterwards streaming is usually what I do now. And it gives me more time to, I mean, and, and you're asking if it's just the beginning. I, I mean, everything's just the beginning to something. Right. And yeah, I mean the, the player, like the, my, my viewer base just keeps growing and growing and then, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll continue doing what I do and I, I enjoy what I do. So um, it's not looking like I'll stop like all of a sudden. So, yeah, I mean, unless the corona gets me or something, but, <laughs> uh, but you yeah. can do it even with corona. I think there is there is uh, one content creator who uh, who thinks he's got corona. He was actually described as assumed positive. Like he was not tested, but he had all the symptoms. Like <laughs> his immune his immune system is shit because he was. Uh, he was having a surgery sometime, uh, some okay. time ago, and uh, you know he got in touch with the NHS. He's from UK, and they told him, "Well, wow. you probably have it, so you have to quarantine yourself. We just don't have the capacity to test you right now." Oh wow! Hmm. Okay. That's and you know the guy, like, he, he's a former member of the podcast Lionheart. So uh, shout out to our boy. Uh, he's doing better now. Good. But you know it didn't stop him from streaming. As a yeah, matter of yeah. fact, he's streaming he had a lot more of than before as well. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. At like two hundred something viewers. So that oh yeah, cool. yeah. He's he, he's, yeah, he's doing viewers. great. He got the uh, great voice. Oh yeah, like voice, we yeah. are always joking, though, though, though to a certain degree, we are actually serious about that. He is gonna be a caster at some point. Like, of course, now now the the caster team uh, doesn't have an opening, but whenever that happens, I think he will be one of the first persons to actually send their tape in to to get the gig. What are our casters again? We have Jaguars, like Beard. Uh, uh, we have late. two duos. We have Panda and Jagris, and we have Macbeard and Flake. Ah, I forgot Panda. Yeah. yeah, Panda is great. Yeah, he is great. Really, really entertaining guy. As a matter of fact, all casters are great. I, I, I had the the opportunity to talk to all of them at some point, and really, really under you know a a, a positive impression of of what they do and how they go about their business. Really cool people. Uh, Cooper. Uh, I think this is going to be the last question of of this segment. Recently, you published another Palmer article. And basically, what I would like to ask is, are we going to see more of them in the new future? How are, how are things going at the Palmer and Club? I have to. I really have to wait. I mean, we have, we have the journey. Like, <laughs> they just handed you all the content. Yeah, it's literally mean potential. So, Cooper, I, I have to say, like, you are the onion of Gwent. You know the onion? It's oh, this, yeah. Like, yeah. Fake news ah, yeah, yeah, I know. I love that. You gotta, you gotta embrace it, brother. You gotta, oh, you gotta Postilla, make content, Postilla is the German version. I both like, like, like both a lot. We have the Postilla, we have the onion. It's, it's so great. Tagespresso. The problem is, uh, my last both article really had low view numbers, and I really don't even understand why. It doesn't feel that good if you uh, publish them. Like it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I try to bait people with specific titles, but sometimes it doesn't work out. For example, I think some people thought I did a really a real syndicate guide. Like 
I wrote an article about Syndicate, and I think some people thought this, uh, that I wrote the real Syndicate guide. Even a comment wrote, oh, wait, if, uh, in the beginning, I thought it's a real Syndicate guide, but then I saw it's not. <laughs> and there's a lot of effort uh, getting into these uh, to write these guides. Because as, in the beginning, I started to make like really short articles, but it uh, turns out it's way more fun to put a lot of energy into them. Uh, so. Trust me, I know what that feels like. It's it's the same with me and the Witcher trials. Like the Witcher trials would be like twice the amount of work that the meme cards videos would go I would go into and would get like a third of the views of the meme card videos. And and it's just it's just sometimes is part of it. Like you have to sometimes accept some videos just oh, don't yeah. do well. Some some things just don't do as well as they as you expect them or as you mm -hmm. want them to. And you just have to keep grinding. It's 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 really just a hustle. Yeah, exactly. Content. You, you have to be consistent. Don't yeah. don't let the numbers discourage you. And as of course, we are talking about writing an article. That's much different than being a streamer. But um, as a streamer, I can tell you that the moment you stop look, you, you start looking at your numbers, at your viewership, at, at how your stream is doing or has been doing in the recent weeks, it really has an effect on you. Like if you are doing really well, like your ego is going to inflate. If you are doing rather poorly, yeah. you are gonna consider you know, quitting or, or just doing something else. So just don't look at the numbers. Just be yourself, be consistent. If you like it, that's all what matters. And in the end, I think everyone has the potential to to become somewhat popular and successful within this community because the Gwent community is very rewarding. Is, I have to is. actually disagree with you there, Weissenberg. I mean, I, me personally, I look, I look at numbers regularly on the YouTube, on the Twitch. I mean, not Twitch as much because, like, I don't do Twitch as much. But on the YouTube, it... It's basically the re the numbers were basically the reason that I quit the Witcher trials is I realized that all these Witcher trials videos just don't get the viewers and I needed the traction. So I just stopped the Witcher trials and did meme cards mm. and deck guides. The I mean, the thing great. thank you. Thank say. you. Uh, but and, and I mean, I but then but then I also did something like a Thronebreaker playthrough, which obviously will get less views than anything else. But still, like it's, I wanted to do it, and I just did it. And in that case, I didn't care about the views. But I still like look at the views and see that, oh, okay, this is doing well. I need to continue doing more of these type of videos. And yeah, I mean, obviously, people like to say, ah, oh, don't look at the numbers, don't look at this. But at the end of the day, it's statistics, and statistics can help you, you know, like broaden the your like future content because you know what works and what doesn't. And yeah. I, have, I mean, uh, yeah, oh, that's my opinion, though. I, th um, I think it's I a matter of perspective, maybe. Like when you are mm. a, a YouTube creator and when you are a Twitch streamer, these are two different things because the numbers on Twitch are very fluid. They they can change from day to day. It's it's often very difficult to spot a trend, whereas on YouTube okay. you are gonna see more of of a pattern uh, based on the content you're producing. Yeah, as I said, I only do it on the YouTubes, yeah. not really on the Twitch. Also, maybe, you know, I, I think that numbers on YouTube can matter if you are trying to monetize. Yeah, because on, on Twitch, like, of course, if you are a Twitch partner, uh, your, your your share of uh, the subs is going to increase a little bit. But in the end, it doesn't really matter compared to whether you are, compared to when you are an affiliate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so, yeah, again, I think it's a matter of perspective. But I, I really appreciate you, you putting it out, out there and, you know, explain your point of view. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> this is my point of view. About <laughs> the question uh, from before with the onion and everything. Uh, like I said, I have a second uh, blog at the moment. 
Puffcap Club for the Legends of Frontier because I like both games at the moment. And I tried their new article called the Puffcap Report. And it's like a fake uh, newspaper. And this works. This worked great. Like I had a lot of views. It's like the most views I ever had in any article. Uh, but uh, so I'm thinking maybe to try something similar in Gwent. Because the thing is, uh, I had more views on my Legends of Runeterra stuff. I enjoy to write. But I'm sorry, but that's just because it's Legend of Runeterra, dude. Yeah, I know. But I enjoy. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's yeah, the community is much larger, I think. It's huge. I enjoy yeah. the Witcher world way more, to be honest, to write about the Witcher world because I, I don't know what's what it is because maybe I like Witcher three a lot, uh, especially like uh, like one of my favorite game experience ever was Heart of the uh, Heart of Stones or the Heart of the Stone. Hearts of saying, Stone, yeah. yeah it's always saying the name wrong. It was like one of my favorite uh, things ever. That's the reason why I went bald to look like Gaunter. No. Um, <laughs> you yeah. actually resemble him in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The perfect uh, head shape. The perfect head shape is always important. Um, but uh, so I'm thinking maybe to try this because it's you can make like shorter articles. You can release them every week. And um, uh, I mean, to be honest. I don't really need a format to write bullshit. Like I can, I can do an article, I can do a diary, I can do everything. I'm pretty good at writing bullshit for everything. So maybe I'm trying it out. Who knows? And that's part of content creating is you gotta, you gotta bullshit a lot of oh, stuff. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Oh, you gotta bullshit it all. Honestly, seriously, it's it's you gotta squeeze out every little bit of the. Yeah. Your interests are really great. Like, uh, like from the comedic value of life, I love you. Yeah, I, I, the the intro. I, you could say like I have a lot of intros that are actually my favorite. I would say my favorite one is the one with the cow. The cow one's pretty good. The high stake Gwent, and the other one would be. I like the one where I do the trollololol dance. That that, that that was just so simple, but it's so good in front of the green screen. It's also fresh. also the one where I dance the the northern the northern knights. Uh, no, not the northern knights. Because the one that usually. Dance and the head moves in and stuff. I don't know how how you would call it. Usually, if when you watch a content creator that uh, does a format like meme reviews, where you always expect the same, it's fresh and fun to see something else that oh, yeah. that, that he gives that he gives a shit. Like some people are just dropping dropping their content, uh, editing it a little bit, and okay, it's still effort. I'm not I'm not taking this away, but a little uh, bit is quite an exaggeration with a lot of them. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm kind of arrogant when it comes to, to, to the whole video editing thing. I once saw a post on Reddit asking ah, for yeah. the best YouTube <laughs> best best YouTube content creators, and I saw like someone say Trinet because he edits his videos, and I was like, ah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it really depends. For the most part, I agree with you guys. But when I look at other communities, uh, before the podcast, you know, you, you asked about what what other games uh, we, we play, and I asked Path of Exile. The most successful Path of Exile content creator makes his videos in a movie in Movie Maker. Yeah, I'm not no, shitting you. Don't you. Have to, you don't have to. You don't have to make it in a good program. The program doesn't matter. The fact that you edit the video alone is is pretty much enough. Uh, here, here is the part. He did not. He, he doesn't edit his videos. It's basically his video with like a you know black screen and you know, like aerial aerial title, and then uh, he voices it over, and that's it. That's basically the whole editing process. Sometimes it's the personality that like yeah yeah he's... sometimes, but I think yeah, but he's still like. 
takes his time to oh, yeah. you know look at the gameplay uh, and speak over the gameplay. It's post commentary, right? Yeah. Yeah, so post commentary is a lot more difficult than live commentary as I've learned from making like the Witcher trials because I tried to uh-huh. do post commentary with that with like heavy editing style, you know, because uh, like my big inspiration was KSI when he did FIFA, by FIFA 12 back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he had this like series called Race to Division One where he tried to get to the top and he did like this post commentary with like really heavy editing and stuff with like jokes everywhere. Yeah, it, and that kind of like inspired me for the whole YouTube thing. And yeah, uh, it's 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 really difficult. Post commentary is a lot more difficult than it live is. commentary. So it doesn't really matter if he does it on Movie Maker or not. I, I just think like post commentary just means that you, he puts in that little bit of extra effort after you know creating his video, and then he like probably also writes down notes to to say and stuff. I don't think he just goes on on the like he just goes on and you know says these things. I think he actually like puts in the effort to you know make it informative and entertaining i guess yeah but now that you said it I, I i agree with you because i remember eons ago when i was part of a different community people urged me to make videos with with uh commentary and i just couldn't like whatever i recorded it was just so difficult and i was so anxious about how i even though i was streaming live all the time but the post commentary was just so much more it was just so much harder to to get it going because you feel like there is no audience you are not talking to anyone mm. So I agree I with, the, with, with, with you on, on, on that point, Habla. Yeah, thank you. But I, I can't think about this. Do you know? Do you maybe know the YouTuber? Uh, he always changes his name. Name is Critical or Penguins. It's, it's oh little... no, his name no. His, his YouTube name is Penguin Zero. Yeah, yeah. and I his, watch... like Twitch is Moist Critical. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. He got like uh, now like I comment. think three million sub subscribers on YouTube or more or four million. I don't know. I watched him when he started with hundred thousand. I think even with 50,000, so from the small, no, not small, he wasn't small, but, but and the only thing he did was posting videos of him playing bad games. Yeah, Yeah, that's what he still does, though. Really simple videos, like just, just footage of him playing bad games, and it's not really specially edited, and uh, when he, and now he even does some rants, and the only thing he do is sitting, and filming himself with a camera that's like somewhere, and he just, has the he same just... microphone that I have. I use the same microphone as him. Uh, and now he's Wendy. And the only reason he is so successful is because he's fucking funny. Yeah. Like, like he he just talks and everything. His voice he is says, also really really good yeah. to listen to. Hello, he is critical. Something like hey this. critical here. And it Today shows that uh, that's all you have the personality to attract tons of people uh immediately or you need a lot of effort or maybe you're like between both that you have a little bit of uh, yeah. interesting stuff to offer but you're not shining it out so yeah that's to... why i respect you cooper because writing you can't really shine your personality through writing i mean you can obviously but it's it's more difficult than if you like have a presence uh, in front of a camera I am kind of surprised that this worked out because <laughs> right <laughs> like a master plan. <laughs> I no the thing is I personally have dyslexia, like the illness where you write really yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay, I, I can read. I don't have a full I don't know how to call it in English, but it's like half It's dyslexia. dyslexia. It's dyslexia. I'm like half stupid. Like I'm not full <laughs> stupid, I'm half stupid. So I'm always Aren't surprised. We all? I'm doing content with writing because I hated writing in school. I hated writing 
everywhere and I'm still writing. And I have some people that I force to proofread my stuff, like friendly forcing. And um, in the beginning, they, shot, they said to me, look, there's a mistake and there's a mistake and there's a mistake and there's a mistake. And everything is a mistake. And then I started to say, okay, let's keep the grammar mistakes. Let's just don't change any gram grammatical mistakes. Let's keep a lot of other mistakes because I have people that already, uh, some of my mistakes got iconic for some people because huh. I, w I write the word competitive all the time wrong. So I started to write it wrong on purpose. That's a good meme. That's a good meme. Um, and the word uh, important that I always, uh, I, I love to use the I word see. important and I write the word important wrong. So I, I started to say to the people, okay, when we look over it, just uh, let's change the sentence that are really uh, hard to understand yeah. and let's keep all the bullshit okay, in there. That's, <laughs> that's really right, important. So, but, let, but let's move on from content. Let's talk about some Gwent here, right? Okay, yeah. yeah this, I, this, this I, I like how Habla is basically directing the show. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just his personality here. I, I mean, we, we, we need to make some arrangements, guys. But yeah, you okay, were right. Yeah. Like I was, I was just waiting for the right moment to, to tr you know, transition onto the next topic. But because this discussion was really you, interesting, fam. I didn't I want to interrupt you, you guys. But yeah, you. the reason why I ask about the Palmering Club and, and I, I mentioned the journey is we have a lot of new content. And that's basically yeah. what this segment is going to be about. Uh, it's what's happening in Gwent. And what I would like to hear is your initial reaction on, on this uh, patch or mini expansion rather, because... I think that patch just doesn't do it justice. It's it's way more than a simple patch. So what is what is your uh, like original reaction to what we've seen the last couple of days? Well, Cooper said he played seasonal exclusively so far. Seasonal is great. I love Elf seasonal. I'm like addicted. Last last year I played it without any break, and I'm going to play it again. I just love it so much. So I think I think my input is a bit better since I've been you know grinding to get to pro here. And my opinion is that cash is broken. I already made a video around that. Cash yeah, is, is definitely broken right now. It it should definitely get a hot fix. Probably won't get a hot fix. Uh, uh, fourth most played leader. Fourth most played leader. Uh, it's, like it's I honestly kind of heard people using the term DJ 2.0. It is. It's, uh. it's, it's better. Uh, it's not as good as carryover DJ. I don't think every, anything will ever be as good as carryover DJ. But uh, this is pretty ridiculous because I, I, I pointed this out in my video. And the thing is, the, the hardest part of playing Syndicate is getting your coins early on. And this, and this leader ability does that. And not only that, it gives you that three horde. Three horde thing is ridiculous. Because like you have one leader that... Your tribute is worth one less. Yeah. And now imagine that. Imagine if tribute was three less. How busted would that be? And now it's the same with Horde, basically. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I uh, think that some cards don't even require coins now because it's three less. Uh, yeah. Saul boosts himself by one regardless if you have zero coins, but the rest of the Hordes usually is, is still requires you to have like one or two coins. So. Yeah. But like one or two coins ain't ain't nothing if you already have like three from the start, no matter what. So, yeah, mm. that's that's then it's that's an essential problem with the leader right now. It's just it's too overtuned. It's like it has it does one thing well and it does another thing even better. It's it's pretty crazy. So yeah, and I would say all the other leaders, Ceres. A lot of people are complaining about Ceres, but I think she's not as 
bad as I thought she would be. I mean, she's pretty busted. She's very, very. But we've good. seen that before. It's it's not like, you know, the unheard of level of opiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just she might she might get like one provision nerf. I think one provision. I should merely set that on his stream. One provision nerf probably is fine for Ceres or like a lower base power, make her like two base power or something or like three base power. And yeah, it's it's. I mean, she is pretty busted, but it's not as bad as I thought she was going to be. And uh, apart from that, I think Northern Realms is very balanced right now. Uh, Northern Realms seems very strong. Yeah, I'm not sure about Reynard. I think I think he's a little bit over the top. But that's really? my yeah, that's my initial reaction. Like he's he's what now eight four nine plus an engine. Yeah, I guess so. They can make him like five points, and I think it's fine. Probably that's yeah because I mean, I because now he also has a deployability, but he sucks in a short run. That's yeah. what makes him kind of bad. So I yeah, mean, so that that makes it like round one. You you can justify you know his power up by saying he sucks in a in a short round, which you can't say about Syndicate anymore because Luisa Savola. Pardon me. Because like what I wanted what I wanted to say is you know you said he sucks in a short round and that's the way it should be like if you have a powerful engine card. Or a powerful engine faction, it sucks in the short round. That makes sense. And Syndicate used to be that faction. Syndicate used to have a pretty yeah. bad short round, and then they added Luisa Savola, and now they have an amazing short round as well. Yeah, hmm. it's it's uh, the, that's the like the problem with Syndicate is just it has that edge over other factions. But let's not let's not talk about Syndicate right now. I want to talk about the other like leaders. I've I've tried the monster leader as well. That one's a bit too expensive. For 13 provisions, I don't think 13 provisions is justified for it. I don't see a reason as to why it needs to be 13 provisions that it gives you. It's It, it really isn't that busted. Like, it, it really isn't. Because, like, you play tall with these Ekimaras as well. You play into Poison, you play into Tall Punish, you're playing Death Wish very likely. So I think 15 is that, on that is fine. When you give something like Cash 15 provisions and oh, yeah. undying, undying Hunger or Overwhelming Hunger 13 provisions, it's... Uh, yeah, I would say when it comes to the new leaders, the provisions are kind of all over the place. Yeah. Also, the Dwarf Leader, I thought he was good at first, but a lot of people say he's bad. He's bad. I'm not uh, sure if it's intended, but uh, it says in your starting deck, and my my assumption was if the card from your starting deck is already on the board, it's gonna get the boost or get the armor. But I I played against dwarves a couple of times and it didn't happen. I'm not sure if it's intended or it's bugged. No, it's it, it it literally every card in your deck now. If it's a dwarf, it just has armor. You yeah, and, and armor. I played against them a couple of times and it didn't happen. Oh really? So, yeah. Did you play Let's Lockdown talk about by any the, chance? No. Let's talk about the memes <laughs> in this patch, because I think... We are going to talk about the memes in this patch. Um, nah, like, for example, uh, just one second shot of, um, like, opinion to Hidden Catch. It's really OP and seasonal, so that's what I like, so I don't care. I like to hot, hot a lot in seasonal, and uh, it's perfect for the contract. So I, I, hope, I, hope I, I hope I can farm the contracts a little bit. Uh, before they hot fix this, but let's go to the memes. We are uh, gonna talk about memes a little bit further down the road. I mean the memes about this patch. Yeah, the memes memes about this patch are gonna happen. Don't worry about that. It's one of the oh, questions. Okay. We we have a structure. Let's let's try to stick to that for a moment at least, guys. <laughs> okay. Like I know that you are very opinionated. And I like that. I enjoy that a lot. But uh, let's let's keep the structure going. Um, actually. 
it's not it's nothing about memes, but what I wanted to ask is the most hilarious box you've seen in this this patch. Oh, easily the tornado, blood tornado yeah. with Vincent. Did you saw the dwarf bug? Like that's so amazing. What's the dwarf there's, bug? There's some weird dwarf bug. I think I saw uh, someone in uh, in some Discord posted a, a clip to it. Like um, if you use the dwarf leader. Uh, you can yoink doomed units. So someone played the Dwarf Leader, and he yoinked the Frightener. Like the one guy that uh, gets summoned from uh, Savola, or Savola, or how his name is. Yeah, I know. It's, I think it's a really uncommon bug, but um, I think it's a great hotfix from CDPR. They looked at the Dwarf. <laughs> like, the look, they looked at the Dwarf units, and we know the CDPR has a lot of internal testing, and they said, okay, the Dwarf units suck. Like, they made such a great uh, uh, announcement. We're going to rework the Dwarfly uh, guys, and it's going to be really great. And uh, Slama just said, okay, we need to buff them a little bit, especially against Syndicate. And so now everyone can keep their leader against Savola, can get a, a 22 unconditional points uh, non-existent Philippa. <laughs> That's my absolutely best bug ever and i hope that it's that's hilarious that and i hilarious. thought the tornado and the you know taking off consume cards are the best this is just another level of of of, of memes yeah i mean i, I love these bugs because be, be, before before you go on uh, uh habla why i wanted to ask this question is we we see a lot of people complaining about the game breaking bugs right oh this is unplayable the game is not enjoyable right now because this doesn't work that doesn't work there's a lot of it every single patch and i wanted to turn this question to something funny because there's also bugs that don't break the game and are just kind of funny to see and my my first opinion was the tornado because i was i was trying yeah, to play yeah. uh van Hamer and you know i saw the tornado then i played vincent the same thing and and now it's best, this it's best when you overlap the two. It, it, it yeah. looks so good when you overlap. They, they should sell it as an MTX. They should sell it as cosmetics, man. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I just I love. Yeah, what? Yeah, no, no, I just love because, how because... over the over the top the uh, poison, uh, like the new poison graphic looks like. It's so it looks it's it so looks slow. so weird. Like I don't know. I have a feeling they wanted to try to. Uh, let poison look like it's in real life because if you get hit by poison in the first time you're going to die so they they thought okay let's do the fall like they should do this uh poison over the top effect when the unit dies not uh not in the uh, two times in the, especially in seasonal like i'm today the seasonal elf expert in this podcast uh it's way too much when someone's changed million million poisons in the so much so oh, stupid yeah. And I have, I, I also have slowly a feeling CDPR sh just should stop adding anything except cards because every time they add any new new effect, we get we're getting ten bucks with it. It's, I, it's tradition, though, kind it's of. It's a yeah. tradition. It's 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 no longer box. It's just a feature. At yeah, it's this a feature. Point, it, it comes with a package. Honestly, say it. No, what I don't like it's like it's not. Like, no matter how fast you make these animations, they just get slower because of the bugs. Like, every removal animation is so slow. You poison a unit, it doesn't show anything for, like, a sec for like le le easily two seconds. And then you're, like, confused what the hell happened. And then, it just and then you can't use your leader because you have to wait for the animation to finish. It's actually ridiculous in Seasonal, because in Seasonal, uh, 
you play another card of the same provision cost, right? So you destroy something and then you, you are, you're like, okay, now the, the other card comes out and it doesn't. You're just waiting and waiting. You can do anything. You can pass. You can uh, change the turn. You can use your leader. You can do anything. And you just wait like 10 seconds for the animation to actually finish. It's for the toilet breaks. Yeah, it's pretty toilet. obvious the toilet breaks. Maybe, maybe Slama was okay, how can I play Gwent and be on the toilet? And then he forgot that he created Android and added the added the animations. And wait, is is the bug also on Android? I don't know. It's, I, it's only if it is, then it's pretty frustrating. Like, yeah, it has so to people be, right? need a long time on the toilet, so I think it's perfect. You play you play on PC and then go into, and then you have the same bugs. Uh, you know, it's 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 not a perfect uh, environment for all the new players. I mean, it's a funny one, but oh, yeah. it's not a good one. It's not a good one at all. I mean, I it know. is funny because we are used to it as, as people who have played Gwen for a considerable number of hours. But if you are a new player and you come across these kind of things, I understand it can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, guys, <laughs> yeah we, for we, sure. Like, I got to disagree with you there. What? 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 I can't disagree with you there. Oh, yeah. Like, it, 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 you it, can't. It just, it's really... Really yeah, I was I was already ready for another rant by by Mr. Habla. I'm I'm enjoying them a lot. Like guys disagree with me? That, that that's what I like, guys. Do it more often. <laughs> yeah. Uh we actually touched on the topic of, of the new leaders and I still haven't heard uh Cooper's opinion on that. So So I know that you are playing mostly seasonal. I am as well. I love this mo- this 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 mode, but uh new leaders, we have six of them. Um like your your quick opinion on Okay. Fast. So hidden cage. We already talked about yeah, enough. Broken. It's great for seasonal, but I still want to wait a little bit. But it's probably really busted. Yeah. I, I like to wait oh, some time for. No, uh, it's, for it's busted. But it's it probably busted. Very. Um, then, like I said, I already like the memes because they are memes. Um, I know I'm not a big fan of these big uh, CDPR rework uh, attacks they always love to do in us, and they made a new meme again. Not a big fan of it. Uh, overwhelming hung- hunger is pretty cool. I like it. A lot of potential for cool decks. Uh, I, I o- uh, always like to play monsters, and it's it's a cool ability. We have to wait for this a little bit. It's also great in seasonal because you can swarm your board and then you can eat your own units even more. Um, you play noon impo- raves with that noon raves. Ah, yeah. I already thought about this too. <laughs> Imposter um, also. Really great oh, yeah. meme because uh, all the people that thought it's going to be OP. This is the meme for me. Like, like I saw the ability. I saw the thirteen provisions. I was like, guys, this not this. This is it not is OP. It is pretty good though. It is. It's pretty good though. It really depends on the matchup. Yeah, it, it's very matchup dependent. Like. I know that uh, I love it. I love the I, I play like a pet. I played like the first deck was like a Petri double Petri filter deck with like Damien, Morale, and uh, Vatier. Yeah. So, so that I could just reuse the leader ability mm-hmm. and then use Vatier on like a bigger card. That was hilarious. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of people trying to make Imposter something more than it is. Uh, for example, I'm not sure if you guys know Baby Joseph. He's part of the Team Bandicoot. Of course I know Baby. I mean, he's my man. He's yeah, of course, you know oddball. BJ. You know BJ. BJ is a great guy. So he, re- he released a deck, right, with, with Imposter. So what he plays is he plays Operator into Thirsty Dame, and then he uses the leader ability to lock the one on your opponent's side of the board and, you know, spawn another one on your side. Oh. And I was like, okay, that's very creative. 
but you could just play Enslave like, 4. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and get two like, more provisions. Yeah, it's like Old exactly. Masters of the Sky, the, the Old Masters of the Sky's meme with uh, the Enslave thing, where you operate the, the Masters of the Skies and then just yoink one with your leader. Yeah, or, or the old spies yeah. before Ramon existed, when you, when you play Operator into uh, Impera and then you yoink the three. Really, oh, yeah, yeah, Impostor only looks like a good ability against Nilfgaard, but it's all, all it's kind of a uh, similar team with Nilfgaard. I know everyone hates Nilfgaard players for some reason, I don't even know why. Um, Nilfgaard players probably hate Nilfgaard players too, that's why Nilfgaard is the best against Nilfgaard. And now they thought they're going to give Nilfgaard more stuff against Nilfgaard, because every point slam deck going to look at Impostor and be like, what? What, yeah. what, what do you want from me? I yeah, that, that's one of my biggest issues with, with Nilfgaard as a faction overall. I only play Nilfgaard. I'm one of those people. And then I, I play against points and I'm like, okay, guys, it's seasonal it is. Oh, damn, really? It's that bad. Yeah, it's mm. uh, because I'm, I'm trying to meme as well. I never play meta decks. And yeah, in, for, for, for example, last season, I, I didn't really have any cool ideas to, to, to play in, in ranked, so I just skipped. I, play, I played seasonal all month long. It was it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, in season one, you rarely see meta decks. Some people would try to bring them there, and I actually disagree with with Cooper on saying that hidden cash is, is is good in season one because it plays passive Laura. It puts a lot of units on the board, and yeah. you just play your informants and you just play your your villain and and stuff like that, and you just log their board, fill it with trash, and, and smash, smash points with assimilate. Yeah, I mean, I, know. Just... I don't know. It's worked pretty good for me. I don't use passive lore on the stack at all. Oh yeah, then then it has a has potential. Yeah. I just had someone yesterday, uh, someone that played Milk, that uh, mostly used this was an enslaved deck. He mostly used spells against me in seasonal, and I'm still confused from this game. For yesterday. Uh, maybe misclick. <laughs> There's a lot of new players in seasonal. I it's think just, it was a new player, uh, yeah, just, to be honest. Just just playing there because, you know, it's, it's like the first m- mode you see, so they're like, okay, seasonal it is, it must be fun, right? And then they don't realize it's not what it is in yeah. other games. It was 40 points, points down. I discarded two cards for fun, and uh, I 2 0 him while he had two cards uh, uh, over me. So, yeah. Rolling I'm kind of players, something like I likes to do. didn't realize that this was. We actually, just... have a question about that later on. Player, to be <laughs> honest, I didn't realize that was a new player. But you know, I'm a bad player, so every point evens out. With reinforcement for me, that I may be good, is is pretty good for me. What rank are you, Cooper? Um. I saw a stream from you where you said pro rank is a joke, and like I said, uh, <laughs> pro rank is such a joke that I never decided to enter it. Like, oh, you're, you're, you're like Oshimat on a Smurf account. Dude, my problem now uh, at the moment is meme rank. That's what I say. Pro my problem is, is where you can start memeing without having to be frustrated. When I play, uh, when oh, I you play, have to get there or stay there, and that means you have to do something. When I play a meta deck... Oh yeah, but I play meta decks to get there, obviously. I get frustrated. It's it's Yeah, it's me too. Bo- it's boring. It's just boring. So I never reach high ranks. I don't even care about this at all. I mean, at the moment, I think I'm ranked 7 or 9. And uh, it looks like when I reached rank 7, uh, I couldn't play these stupid shit decks I'm playing all the time anymore. And I don't want to to switch to a to a real deck, so 
I don't care about this. Yeah, I, I don't need, like jokes. Besides, I don't need the positive reinforcement. I got a high rank, and I'm like I don't need it. Some people know. need it. Some people, or some people don't need it. Some people just want to reach high ranks. That's yeah. that's fine with me. But I don't care about this, and I'm just want want to have fun. Um, for me, yeah, for me, that's the that's the thing is that I I do like to be in pro rank when I play these really stupid decks, so that my viewers get like this sort of feeling of like, oh, this guy's playing this absolute dog shit in like the highest possible rank, the highest possible rank, and that means and that basically takes away some of the seriousness of this entire like thing, you know, and and I I feel like. That's something that I want to reinforce is like, you know, don't take the game too serious and, you know, play for fun, have fun with the game. Because even in high ranks, you, you know, some some idiots probably playing like the dumbest deck ever. <laughs> yeah, idiot be... is me. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I made to pro only once and that was two seasons ago. And when I did it, I did it with a meme deck. I, I, I took a deck that I've been, you know, trying for, for, for a while now and... Uh, I was like, okay, let's play ranked with it, and it was like super successful. It was it was soldiers, but without any Damien or or Stefan, without bribery even. I was, it was just proper soldiers with oh, with Frame D and and Vrygev and whatnot. And I That's made it cool. to pro, and the moment I hit pro, my 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 viewers were like, dude, you sold your soul. <laughs> you sold your soul. <laughs> the only meme deck that ever got me to pro was uh, my Armor Northern Realms hybrid list, where I play uh, Ragnar. And no. Shawnee, Priscilla. That last season, that deck actually got me to pro rank really easily. It was kind of surprising. I, I just like, have oh, to think oh. about another meme where people are always. That's not all. Oh, you are you are you are cutting out. Yeah, I'm, I'm cutting, cutting out. I, I didn't hear Hello. Yeah, it's it's just Slama muting you, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, the meme about uh, net decks, like. Uh, you probably had to use net decks to reach. Uh, okay, you don't. You used a weird armor deck, but uh, uh, you you probably had to use. Uh, Weisenberg or Weisenberg? I never said your name out loud. I always wrote it. I just realized. Just just say that guy. That, that guy. guy. <laughs> that guy. That guy. Oh, wait, uh, you probably no. had to use an. And you probably you maybe net decked it. I don't know, or you net decked the concept of it. I yeah. think. No, I, no. I, I never net decked, not a single time in my life. But let's say that most people are probably have to net deck yeah. decks. And it just, they're just like one of my favorite memes because I don't understand people that are angry about other people that net decking. Exactly. At I don't all. understand it either. It's, it, it makes no sense to be angry at net deckers. It's like, net deckers make it so much easier for you to know what they are playing. Exactly. Let's you know say exactly this. what card they're playing next. Someone, someone's taking a syndicate poison list or something. Like uh, last season, I uh, I went to te- uh, se- uh, rank rank seven, like I said, and I saw a lot of people playing poison uh, syndicate. You see the list, you you know what the list playing, and then you're realizing, okay, they net deck the list, but they play like fucking shit. They play yeah, really exactly. bad. Exactly. So if you're a evil net decker, it's not important at all. If you can play the game, you can play the game. If you made your own great funny deck, power to you. You showed that you are not only a good player, but also a good deck builder. And you can adapt your strategy to everything. So yeah, that's that's kinda I had I just had to think about the game and I'm always 
I'm I'm puzzled when I'm reading all the. Our community is overall always really interesting when it's about opinions on different topics, and this is something that pisses me a little bit off, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the community has um the tendency to uh to change its opinion overnight and like the the mood swings are very apparent. Speaking of mood swings, let's talk about this journey thing, right guys? <laughs> oh yeah. Like actually actually what we are going to do is we are going to skip a shitload of questions here because they are not really relevant for discussion anymore. So we are going to go, um, before before we actually start talking about the journey, I think it's fair to show the trailer because not everyone has seen it. Sure, sure. go ahead. Let's go on a journey. I tried to watch it on stream once, but my internet died. <laughs> so it's just, it was just like a 240 pixel video. So yeah, let's, let's watch the trailer real quick. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Go ahead. Just tell me when it's done. I'm not watching the stream. Step away while you can. Geralt is coming to Gwent, and he'll arrive in style. Over the next three months, with every round you win Wait, in any good? match, you'll progress under our new so. journey leveling system. Everyone will gain access to the free tier of the system that replaces crown rewards. Purchase access to the premium tier to immediately unlock Geralt as a legendary neutral leader skin. Level up to unlock unique perks, allowing you to customize Geralt to your preferences. <laughs> Gotta admit, looking pretty good. This first journey will include over 50 unique, exclusive ornaments unlocked as you make your way to level 100. Including coins, a new ornament type players will equip separately. With Journey, we'll also well, introduce our first animated avatar and border combo. At the start of each week, we'll unveil a new part of our story focusing on Geralt, with new quests to help you progress faster. By completing new contracts, you'll earn resources for more customizations even after your journey ends. Interesting. Could be material for a ballad, that. So that's the trailer for the journey mode. You know what the trailer missed? Like, that's my favorite line oh, of every boy. grand trailer. You have to lose the battle to win the war. <laughs> when, when a grand trailer doesn't have this, it's the official grand trailer for me personally. Oh, that's funny. That's cool. Yeah. Like, the one thing that I missed in this trailer is, you know, they explain, oh, how the process works and there should be like the initial trailer that showcases how it feels right now a few days after release like you know we have this amazing feature but doesn't work right now we have that amazing feature well we'll fix it in the next couple of days like it should really say those things yeah this really this whole journey thing really portrays well how this co the communication between cdpr and the, the community is not that great as you might think just because someone's like lurking on Reddit doesn't mean it's good communication. There needs to be clear communication, especially after the whole reward point and uh, meteorite powder debacle. Uh, they said they wanted to try and 
communicated better to us. And then yeah. they said, and then and then like one month later, they're like, oh, here, we have a surprise for you, which we're not going to talk about at all for you to figure out that it's fully bugged and ridiculously uh, flawed in its system. <laughs> I think yeah. the, the real journey is finding all the bugs. Like, this is what, what the journey is. <laughs> <laughs> the journey to that, find that the is bugs. the true journey. Oh, the journey to, to wait for next expansion, I think three months from now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the journey to find the answer from Slime. Like, I think we, uh, Summer was like this. He already had prepared this amazing, uh, like this big article. He already had prepared it. We needed to trigger some points. Like, we needed to post a specific sentence in the Reddit and in Twitter so we can activate the answer. Like, this is like a, I don't know what, how you say it in English. You have this uh, Schnitzeljag. You, oh, it's you can, just, uh, um... Uh, no, I, so I know, I know, I know, I know the word. Say this in, it's in like, uh, it's like a treasure hunt. Treasure hunt. Ah, treasure hunt. It's like a treasure hunt. That's the real journey. He's going to re reveal this in the end of the year and going to... Oh my God, Slammer, you're a genius. Absolute this is amazing. Method. He already hit 20 different bugs in the game for the next pa uh, past few months. So, for example, I think I, ha I have a bug that uh, Northern Ram's going to have a high win rate. Or uh, Nilfgaard's going to win against points then. Maybe maybe everything is possible in the next uh, few months. <laughs> no, but jokes jokes beside beside. Um, I kind of expected everything that happened, like all the bugs, all the yeah, uh, all the. Oh, no, bugs expect... were bugs were inevitable. What I'm very mad about is that yeah. there is a limit to how oh, many yeah. times you can. I literally reached the weekly limit in five hours. No, they, not five, they, like, in like eight hours. Um, they consider increasing the limit to 350. It there shouldn't be a limit. I'm sorry. No game I know. pass. Has I know. A limit. I played Rocket League, and when they announced the Rocket Pass, the, the, the game pass for that game, it was perfectly fine. It was, it was so good. It was so nice. You, you could play Rocket League and get like really cool vanity items and just play like, pay like eight bucks. And all you had to do was like play a bunch of Rocket League. And, and that's and that's it. With this, you have to play like every week for a certain amount of time. That's so yeah, that's so ridiculous. For, especially for like streamers. But no, another problem that I have. Sorry to be on a, like a, a long rant here is is the fact that after every goddamn game, that message shows up. Every game. Oh god. At, at the start, it would. It was after every game that this message showed up to me saying, "Congratulations, you you unlocked the weekly. You've." reach the limit of weekly rewards yeah. and i'm like okay first time is fine but after after like every game oh my god uh, i know, didn't at, i didn't even know this that this happening you know at, uh, at, at the least they should they should show you the old like michael jackson meme like stop michael jordan michael jordan stop get just, some just, help Get some, yeah, if they show that, I would understand it. My problem with the journey is when I saw that, I was like, this is amazing, right? It's like the, the quest and the rewards, the vanity, everything is awesome. But here is the problem. The moment the community has to make fucking Exo spreadsheets to, act, to actually figure <laughs> out how it works and what's the yeah. math behind it, you have a problem. Mm -hmm. like it, exactly. We had a very simple system in place with the crowns. 
right? When you win 6, 12, 24 rounds, you get some RPs. It was simple. Why not yeah. just kind of implement it into the journey? Because right now with the rested crown points, with with rested crowns, yeah, I'm sorry, with with you know the limits caps, it's too complicated. Especially like if you keep, release on mobile. Why not? Why not keep both? Honestly, it's like you have one. Uh, but people like are complaining that this is like a pay-to-win system when it's like not. No, it's not. People are complaining yeah, that not. CDPR are getting greedy. But like, come on, this is like one of the most friendly like free-to-play games. Oh yeah. Especially and if you exactly. actually see the vanity. numbers behind it. It's not even like that good. It's just for vanity items. Yeah. You don't have to pay for it. It's not like it's not like FIFA where you literally have to pay for the game. Yeah, it's it's not paid it's not pay pay to win. Not at all. And and it makes sense if you look at the numbers, if you look at the Slammer article that he published last night, and you see their logic behind the system, it makes sense. But for me, the system is just overcomplicated. Like the, the really the moment people needed to do all the math to figure out how to do it, how many crowns are you gonna get, how many RPs are you gonna get, how does it compare with the old system? This is a very problematic situation because we really had something that was very clear to everyone, both new and experienced players. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I I didn't even bother with the math on that. I was just like, yeah, right, I I'll, don't because, care because I know I'll probably like max it out with the level. But then I I saw that there was a limit to it, and I was like, holy shit. You know why, what the reason is why some people complain? Because they added fast traveling. But what people don't understand is that free-to-play games are... Most free-to-play games only work because whales... That's the only reason. You, mean, you probably know the, the, the name whale, what you, what you mean yeah. with whale play. Yeah. Players that have too much money on hand and uh, like to spend it in free-to-play games. So you give them the option uh, they can fast travel, but who cares? Yeah, they... I don't understand why people complained about the 20 fast travel. It's no, like, it's, right. fast travel is completely okay with me. It, like, it, it makes a lot of like sense. Some it, people it, it, that it has to be done. This is like part of every game uh, with a season pass. Every season pass has that opportunity. It's just a season pass. It's nothing special. It's, it's not like they're going to hide some special cards like... Uh, for every faction behind a season pass, no, they didn't do this. They just uh, give you more cosmetics, even really good cosmetics. Yeah, oh, some yeah. of this, some oh, of this cosmetics. Yes. When they would take this cosmetics and put them in the store, they would cost over eight euros or maybe, and oh, yeah. you get all of them. And the most important part is what most people don't understand is that the keys, the keys are like the um, reward tree keys. Yeah, RPs. Uh, the normal amount is not really hidden under the seasonal. Like uh, there are some extra extra ones under this uh, premium seasonal tree, but you still get the free version and you still get enough of everything. Uh, it's kind of weird. People, people, people just got... like people just like to complain on the oh, internet. Yeah, it's part of it. But complain I, I about have... the bugs. Like complain, yeah, about, complain about bugs. Don't complain about bugs. something as, as as silly as like a. a a vanity i like vanity added to the game it's it's really not necessary to sort of complain about something as futile as that exactly yeah, if you have to cut it's enough you can play yeah. the game I, but i i'll i'll remain in my stance that adding a limit to it is is yeah. very very silly because why why 
Yeah, th- th- there, there is no logical explanation. There is no logical explanation. Um, as to why there is one. I, I had this discussion with no, um, somebody else from from TRS yesterday because. Oh yeah, I know. I know the, the the explanation would be okay. So you've reached your weekly limit. So now you have to play next week as well, so that you can. No, no, it's fast. It's fast travel. Like that's the only reason oh, you can still fast travel. Yeah, but look, so. look, I, I don't really care if the system is unfair, not because it's about vanity items, and no one should care about the price of vanity items in a free play game. It's really simple. If you get all the cards, you get all the cards. There's not a single card hidden behind the pain wall, except it's it was for a time with Thronebreaker, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's only Thronebreaker. And to be honest, the only Thronebreaker oh, yeah, cards yeah. that you would not get if you didn't purchase the game were the premiums. So it still doesn't really... really affect oh, the, your... The others were a bit more expensive, yeah. though. They were, like, triple... Okay, it's it's not nice, but... But it still, still wasn't necessarily pay to win. Because you need Glusty when you play Monster, for example. Like, how you, how you play Monster without Glusty? But Glusty was just 800. He was, like, the same price as... Oh really? Okay, then that's okay. He's, he's, that's... He was an epic. The only card that was like super expensive was like I think it was Lippy, uh, Keltalis in Northern Realms. It was Odo, I think, in hmm. uh, in Skellige. Oh yeah, I already said yeah, Skellige. Nilfgaard. It was wait, what was it in Nilfgaard? Oh, it was friggin' Isbel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think those were the five. Oh, Scoriatel was uh, Gabor as well. That was it. So the only really important card is Lippy in this. Yeah, I would say. Even back then, no one really played Lippy. Yeah. The only cards that. I mean, yeah, no one played Lippy because they understood that this was like one of the best decks at the time. But this was really hard to to control and play. Oh yeah, I remember. I mean, I I was too stupid to play it, but I saw people that uh, know how to play it and. Oh yeah, Freddy has been on on the Lippy bandwagon for a long time now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, like uh, I also know the person that created the deck, Gnorgard. I don't know if he's in the de- uh, in the chat. Because yeah, he is. I me. I already saw him. Oh, okay, but yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but w- one thing re- regarding the journey that I that I really like is, and we've talked about it on this podcast quite a few times, is the equipable vanities, because uh, one thing that I always missed in Gwen is okay, you get the skin, but you don't really get to alterate in any way you, you just have the skin period and now with with the Geralt journey you can just equip items as you as you please but you can only equip them to Geralt yeah right yeah and that that's but i think it's a step in a good direction you know maybe yeah, over time it is, it is. especially because you can create way more stuff it's probably more easy to to make a swat for Geralt than to make a new skin with new animations yeah. so they can make is, more yeah. vanities in sure. the they can sell like a golden sword for no, like a silver sword for ten euros, a golden sword for twenty, and a diamond sword for forty. Yeah, for example, it would surprise me if at some point they added boards that you can customize. Like you can put put items on on the board where 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 you want them. Like you you get a base set or or, or something, and then oh, yeah. just change it as you please. Yeah, like interactive stuff. Yeah. like I don't know, like a gurney fruit that you can just constantly squash while you're waiting. Oh, for this would be great. Like yeah, in yeah Hearth- exactly. In Hearthstone. In Hearthstone, they have this, and I love it. I also like the coins. I do like. Oh, the yeah, coins. I, I love them. The, the coin, the coin, yeah, the, the coins are great. So the coins great. are pretty cool. But you know what pisses me off, and it's a very minor thing. <laughs> it's a very sorry, minor. It was so positive thing. for a second there. Come on, like, <laughs> it's so positive. I, I, sorry, I had to like. 
I, I love order, and when I see the end turn text being off-center, it just triggers me. I'm sorry. I, the, 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 the text is off-center. It's not in the exact you know, center point of the coin anymore. They fucked it up. Wait. I didn't look at it. I don't have Yeah, see, exactly. It's, I told I you, it's very minor. Coins. People don't look at it. Hmm. Oh, you mean the end turn thing? Yeah, or the, the, the end turn text on the coin oh, it's off center might, yeah oh damn that's they, yeah okay, i told you it's it's game breaking that is that is some I really <laughs> really game breaking stuff right there it's, it's, it's awful uh, the overall the coins are great and but i really yeah. want the last one the the, the wolf head well, yeah you, I mean, do you have to play this game well you have to play every week for a, oh a yeah lot. that's that's gonna i mean as long as they keep adding good seasonal modes i'm fine with that yeah okay i really that's hope right. they have a coin in the future the blue side is like a devil face or something like like a burning eyes and it looks at you and it say something like you fucked up and the red coin is, is a is an angel a god coin thing. emotes uh would, would be really bad. great oh, especially wow. if you get the blue coin like, <laughs> yeah the red coin abuse like whenever you have a point slam meta and i think this meta is gonna be like that uh, as well very much yeah, red coin abuse is gonna be real. No, gonna I, like Ceres alone is like red coin abuse, like it, yeah, most, it one of the most ridiculous red coin abuse cards right now. I mean, it's, it's not, it's still not the level of the beta Bruver into spy play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> yeah. That was just ridiculous. I hate Silver Spice. I hated this concept. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy they got rid of it. But back to back to the journey. How on, on a scale from one to ten, how bad are you are you feeling for arena players? Uh, okay, you cut it out in the last. Yeah, cut, you cut out there for a second. Okay, so the question was on a scale from one to ten, how bad uh, are you feeling for arena players? Because they don't get any of it. Ah, arena yeah. is not giving you dailies, and as a result, yeah. they don't give you uh, the journey progression. Uh, one. They'll do it next month, though. Yeah, they said that. Yeah, but but then you are already a month behind the curve. Yeah. Like how how do you want arena players to no. get to level hundred if you exclude them for a month? I mean, two people are now not getting any journey. So. Yeah. Okay. I I know one. That's Bebo. Who's the other one? Okay, the other one is Slammer that probably accidentally clicked on Arena. <laughs> when he wanted to do something. I like Arena, guys. Don't hate on Arena. Okay. I, I like Arena too. Four people. Uh, I don't know. Is is it really fun against each other all the time? Do you have to each other and say like, okay, I want to play <laughs> online, and queue together? Oh boy. <laughs> okay, I'm joking, but I know you're uh, joking, but like, but I mean, yeah, say. it feels obviously bad because like a lot of people do like arena and don't want to play like competitive. And arena is actually very good, like with the reward system as well. I'd say yeah. like you can you pay 150. Or and mm. by the way, Weissenberg, how much ore do you have? Not a lot. I, I could buy 250 something cakes now. Because I did the math, I have 1000 euros worth uh, ore according oh to Arena. How, according how, to how, how arena. much is, is it? How much is a single cake? 150. One, uh, it's one year, it's, I think it's like one euro 10 or, or one euro 50, and it's one and 150 uh, ore, so it's like one. One euro is one hundred ore, basically. So, so 
Arena I players ju just can fast travel. I mean, what's the yeah? Problem? So I, I have like yeah, if, if it's you said it's 150, so it's 150 euro for 100 or then I have yeah, uh, like 16 much, yeah. stack almost 17,000 euros in 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 ore. Oh my god! Because mm. what I do is I, I never spend it. I only spend like other than arena, I only spend it when there's a new expansion. Yeah, on kegs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, I do that. Yeah, that's that, that's why arena feels so unrewarding because well now you have the journey problem that's gonna be fixed in, within a month, but you are playing arena and as an experienced player, experienced player, it doesn't really give you anything. Like like standard like base keg. What are you gonna do with it? I mean, if you win, you get a card. You get a legendary. You gotta win nine times, though. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like they're, they're it's really of, of course they are working on it. They are aware of the problem. For me personally, the only good thing that ever came out of Arena was basic counter animation, like this video clip they made with counter that that's like that's the oh, only yeah. good thing. Okay, okay, Arena is not bad, but it's a typical CDPR thing. They um they have great ideas. They have a lot of passion, but they have not the experience, energy, manpower, money, anything yeah. at all yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, I'm... we've been saying that a lot on this show. It really feels like Gwent is just, is just a side project for CDPR. It is, it is though. Because you have the Witcher franchise, and obviously at some point there is going to be another Witcher game. We just don't know what that is and when that's going to be. And we have Cyberpunk, which is already pretty huge despite not being even released. And then and then you have Gwent. I mean, of course, Gwent is not as... It's, it's not a failed project. No, because if not. you look at... The, they, because they, they already messed it up once. They already messed it up once with it. like, And then they just cut out like the staff and everything with the beta and everything. Yeah. I Basically, also think that that homecoming, right? From yeah. Yeah. When they messed, messed with midwinter, and then it just went south after that, and they had to do homecoming. Yeah, yeah, Basically. and then from breakup, like they had to use a lot of power and money and energy into from. Yeah, the, the I... problem with Thronebreaker is that they did a lot of marketing for that, except they did that when the beta runway. was still a thing. And then they, re you know, they they promised th this is coming this year. So people were like, okay, the trailer came out in October, like end of October, two months. We ha we get this, and then it happened after fourteen months. Yeah, like, you cannot right. salvage a project that you announced is coming in two months. But, but to be after... honest, a lot of people don't like me for this, but I think From Waker is shit. Like the game, the gameplay game is. I I agree is... with you. Like, I I I know that yeah, a, lot a lot of people will like the gameplay. I think the gameplay was really resonant. There are two two good things about Frontbreaker for me. Only two. Music and dialogue. The music. I really like the music. Okay, three good things. Okay, you you added some. Uh, I like the music a lot. Uh, I like the puzzles. They are fun, and I like some of the dialogue. But I don't like even the overall story. I like the dialogue. And there's a big difference between liking characters and the dialogue and liking the story. Because I yeah. don't think the story was even anything special. The only fun thing was hearing the dialogue with the good voice acting, because the voice acting was uh, really good. That's but name one good video game, apart from maybe like Red Dead Redemption 1, with a good like actual overall story that's like on movie level. Hmm. 
Yeah, right. I have to think about one. Like, video games is more character-based because yes. you have to, like, implement gameplay into it. And I would say that the gameplay in Thronebreaker is a bit flawed since it's very, very laggy and buggy at times. And the computer, especially against Nilfgaard, you take, it takes a long time to load. I like Borderlands too, but I think the only reason I liked it was Handsome Jack. So, yeah, we were white. But character yet again, so yeah, it's yeah. A really story based. No, video games are not story based usually. They thrive on characters and just overall uh, environment. So yeah. yeah, I have to think about my favorite games. But uh, I, I read Last of Us in the in the comments, but that's yeah. that, that that's just a basic apocalypse story. There's no story in it. It's just like I they have it's to. The I mean, you you have those interactive movie games these days, like um, Life is Oh yeah, Strange. like The Walking Dead or The Walking Dead. Yeah. So th this is definitely about the story. Yeah, but like the, those, like those lack in gameplay. Obviously. I'm just saying that a lot of people said, yeah, the Thronebreaker story was mind blowing. For me, it was uh, after some time. Okay, they say the story is about betraying, and then everyone is like, okay, uh, please stand in line. I'm now going to betray Meef. Then I'm going to betray Meef. Then <laughs> I'm going to betray Meef, and I'm going to betray Meef. No, Mief. people like the fact that their decisions, like you, really feel in the game that when you make it it does sort of change a lot yeah. of the but game. The problem and, like, is... A lot of the character like, like The idea, idea of this is not new, of course, but that's, that's like a little bit stupid to say because a lot of games copies ideas from other games. Yeah. But it didn't feel like anything special for me anymore because I already played a lot of games that have the same idea. It felt like uh, the story is warped around the idea that you have something that needs to be based on a decision. So, like, okay, here's a random fact now. Uh, this happened because you did this. And uh, it feels a little bit weird. Uh, Witcher 3 had the same thing? Yeah. Ah, also, I, uh, wait. Heart of Stone had a great story. I think Heart of Stone is the worst of the three. From no, Witcher I think 3. it's the best. Story-wise, story I think it's the best. It's the best. The problem with Heart of Stone is it's just Faust. Like, oh, yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's just Faust. It's just Faust. It's so. just Faust. It's it's kind of stupid to say it had a good story because, uh, like, yeah, Goethe, I like your stuff you write, <laughs> you wrote, but it's not from CDPR. Like, Gaunter is a good character, Faust. and that's again character. So yeah, we're going back to the character stuff. All right, but now we're not we're not really talking about Gwent anymore. Yeah, yeah, let's get. I, th yeah, I let's think go. that's all. You know, we are not talking about Gwent. We are skipping questions. But on the other hand, that's kind of the vibe of this podcast. Like when oh, I, yeah, that's true, though. That's true. I'm like, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. It's Maybe not I as structured, structured as Commander's Horn, for instance, which I really... I, I love Commander's Horn. I've been a fan since... For a very long time now. Basically, yeah. I, I started watching when I first got into Gwent. But, you know, the, the strength of this show is it's very flexible and, and very, like, relaxed. So if, it's, if we skip stuff, we, if we start talking about something else, it's completely fine. That's cool. Um, that's cool. But, yeah, uh, two kind of revert to Gwent anyway. Uh, Android? Have you, mm -hmm. have you guys noticed anything significant? iOS. In? iOS. Uh, I'm playing okay, so all you, the time. You've been on the mobile bandwagon. I, I, I are you playing, mobile. actually? I love mobile. I do it on when... I mean, I used to do it when I was on my way to friends' places. Like I mean, I, I could start to play now. <laughs> I, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's, it's I, I actually love like mobile Gwent. It, it really, okay. like... On, on the bus ride, on the underground, in the underground, in the car, it's, it's so good. It's they so just play like because like, cool. I play my second account with this. I just play my with the Witcher Trials account. I can just like 
uh, play like competitive decks or something. Exactly. The, the thing is, uh, I said so many like nice things about CDPR to, uh, right now. <laughs> right now, but let's say this: a real nice thing. They nailed this. Like, yeah, I have, I have absolutely. A, Wait, I have a how was your vibration? Phone. By the way, I, I heard that a lot of people had trouble with the vibration. Oh, you can turn it off. Nah, it works perfect. Okay, perfect. like it's, it, it, I, I felt it was really annoying and just disabled it, and that's fine. Yeah, if you don't like it, you just yeah, disable it. Exactly. It's, it's, I like it on iPhone because it's very subtle. It's like a very little. I mean, on this iPhone at least, it's the XS. So. I have a bad Huawei P20 Lite phone, and it still works great. So, I, I can't complain. It works great. It plays great. I love it. It's I really like to work. play last month's seasonal on mobile because the games were short. There was no tutoring. Uh, nah, I loved. I loved last month's seasonal. Last month's seasonal. This was funny. Yeah, it was I'm, I'm on the elf top fan. Deck but... the game. Top deck the game, basically. Yeah, top yeah. deck the game. Just but draw it, your like, If you good. wanted to farm masteries or reward points, that, yeah, was, exactly that was your that. time to shine. I grinded so much arena when it came out on arena. Like, I, I would just, like, have an exclusive stream of it for, like, arena. Because it's just so fast. You get to grind arena so quickly with it. Yeah, I, oh, yes. you know, as I told you guys, I only play Nilgard, and uh, I one thing that I never had was Lockdown Mastery, <laughs> because I felt I, I felt just so bad playing Lockdown in ranked. Just okay, I already ruined your day enough by playing Nilgard, and adding Lockdown to that is just not fun. And in seasonal, it just worked. I was like, okay, guys, it's gonna be for a couple of weeks. Like you, you can you can endure it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Lockdown. Like when, like, but when I'm playing against Lockdown, I don't have a problem either. But I understand that if you build your deck around your leader ability, well, it is it is a downer. Yeah, but the problem is when Lockdown player does not mind playing against Lockdown. Surprise, surprise. Look, I don't play <laughs> Lockdown. I, don't I play only lockdown. played Lockdown the last last season and only Look, on when the I seasonal. See, when I see Lockdown, when I see Lockdown on ranked, I'm like this. Okay. Is my deck uh, built around my leader? I just insta leave because I don't care about my rank and I want to have fun in games. It is, if I play points, then I'm like, okay, how are you going to outpoint me? I don't care if, if you I don't, don't have, have provisions, my leader. right? I, yeah, I don't care if I don't have my leader. I really don't care. I'm just going to outpoint you. It's always, it's, it's the same when you play against Mill. Like, when the game needs to be in a huge imbalance, that stupid stuff like this. Uh, like Mill, really can outpoint you. All these strategies never going to outpoint you, except the game is unbalanced at the moment. So I never cared about gimmicky stuff. Um, for example, I also like like to play meme decks. Not surprising. Not surprising. And I uh, and I'm really fine when I'm losing with the meme. Mill is a meme deck in a way too. So and I want to lose. I don't want to win every game because when I win every game, I know this is a shit game at the moment and it shouldn't exist. So yeah, that's why I don't care about the lockdown because I think lockdown is a meme, sorry. Uh, I don't care about mill, I don't care about any stupid deck and I will, I, I, and I hope that uh, more meme decks, more meme guides get, getting out that more people try to uh, play stupid decks uh, fail but have fun at the same time. So what is your favorite meme card, guys? Uh, for me, it's uh, Avalach the Sage when he has his first wait when he wa when he was in closed beta, because uh, uh, no, no, it wasn't closed beta. It was beta, uh, when he drew draw two cards. Because that was the moment when I started to make 
stupid memes. When this uh, card came out, when this card came out, and oh card... wait, what did he do? Oh, he just like he was just like a create, right? Yeah, no nope. create, create. He was... he was the first. That's the thing. He was the first create card in the game. And when I saw this, my eyes lit up. Like I looked at what this card. What did he do again? I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, he was, I think, one point or two points or something. A gold card. It's important that he was a gold card because. Uh, um, and he summoned a random gold card from the enemy deck. Oh yeah, that's what he. So did. what I did, uh, I um, I forgot how I did it, but I promote him so I can use touch him, and then I bounced him all the time. Like I, I used yeah, every the silver lock, the iridium shackle. Yeah, yeah, I bounced him as much as possible, uh, and tried to win a game like this. I mean, this that's was a shit. It was a fucking shit strategy, but I called it Avalach the Bounce. Uh, oh, no, so you cut out when you said it. Yeah. Avalach the Bounce. The Bounce. He, oh. his, his name was Avalach the Bounce. I even posted the deck list. Sometimes when you play against the enemy, you, you could have a full board, board of Avalachs. Because Avalach summons, Avalach summons, Avalach. It's like the Slave Hunter uh, meme we had. When you play with the old Slave Hunters, was a. Uh, what was again his abilities? It was like a diplomacy oh, like yeah, on, a, yeah. on a body. So if the enemy played uh, slave uh, hunter, you had the same. You yeah, could full up your to slave hunter to slave hunter. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so fucking. It fun. was it was ridiculous in beta. My, my favorite and meme. Beta was madness. Beta was. It was so much fun. But what was your favorite meme card, Weissenberg? Uh, it really depends because there's been so many versions of the game. That is... I'd say right now though, like right, right now. now Current state of the game. I would, I would actually go back like two months and I would say Angulem. Because when, Angulem. Sc when scenarios were running rampant. Okay. And you, 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 you queued against something and you played her. Basically, if your opponent was playing scenario, you won the game. Oh yeah, I saw the, the Dandelion show clip. The infamous <laughs> one. Yeah, that's, that, that, that was actually hilarious. I'm not sure if Cooper saw that play. That, that play was hilarious because my opponent just thought he I was think, being I smart. Well, in the last, uh, in the last uh, episode. No, it was it was it was a couple of episodes ago. It was back when everyone was playing scenarios. Mm. So basically, what I did was I I was like, okay, everyone's playing scenarios. I'm gonna take against it. I'm just gonna build an Angulem full on assimilate deck with informants and diplomacy and whatnot. So um, I I matched against a Nuvgar guy playing uh, Masquerade Ball. So uh, well, I stole his his, his scenario with uh, Yennefer. And and then um, next round I I played it and then I played another one with Angulem and he was like okay I'm gonna Yennefer his Angulem and play his scenario for scenario plus three except I didn't have any scenarios in my deck so he stole my Angulem he played it with the leader <laughs> and there was nothing yeah this was great, funny. This great. but the be the best the best uh, matchup back then was was Siege like oh, I was yeah, ruining yeah, them easy. all the time because. Uh, I would steal their siege and I would play another one with Angulem, and then I would just copy every single machine they played. So I would be, I would be winning games by 50, 60 points all the time. Just, just two owing them with, with double siege while playing Nilfgaard. <laughs> it was crazy, and, and, and you know, that was probably the most fun with memes I've had in the last couple of months. I, mean, I love Spallery uh, too. Like, Witcher I, I... Law, the sieges of Nilfgaard are better than the sieges of So you just shot them to real yeah, life. Yeah, honestly. Makes sense. It, it, it actually does make sense. It's lore friendly. So, and your favorite meme card? Aglace. 
Uh, Aglaze. Oh yeah, it's all day, day. every day. It's my second video on my uh, my second Gwent video on my YouTube channel was Aglaze, and it's and it, I still think it's one of my best montages. Like music, the music montages that I do in the <laughs> beginning of every video is. I think even like I, I didn't use After Effects for that one. I used that one exclusively on Premiere Pro, so it doesn't have like the like the crazy camera movement that the ones now have. But I still think it holds up so well. And it, it actually now recently just reached a thousand views, even though it's such an old video, but it's such a classic. If you haven't seen it, guys, check it out. Shameless plug. Yeah, it's, it's okay. You, you, you have the opportunity to plug all your social media, your, your YouTube, whatever you want. Yeah, you no, it's, it, and I still like, I, I have like three different like videos where I play. I have one with Sienna, the first, like the meme cards with Sienna where, where I got, I think, 120 point Aglaze. <laughs> so that was pretty funny and then i have the 90 point aglaze deck guides which is also a lot of fun which is also a lot of fun yeah it's, it's actually an obvious meme card like it, you know it's there and every now and then somebody is gonna play her it is just going to happen at some point i, I think flake was playing aglaze not too long ago yeah and and he, oh, yeah. he actually said that he was not getting ggs and people were just you know bming him for playing a meme I don't understand that though. Why would you? Why would you BM someone for playing Aglaze? I know such a beautiful card, such a disgusting. Well, the, the best play I've I've made, other other than the Angulam thing, the best play, the best meme play I've I've made recently was actually in Arena. So I drew in Arena. I drew uh, old Xavier Morin. You know when when you know boost self by two whenever you get boosted. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I got double uh, Neneke and I got double Priscilla. <sighs> Yeah, okay, this is pretty. pretty that's insane. that's not that's basically cheating at this point. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Like you know, forty-seven point um, Xavier, easy game. I think my best meme play of all time was double Vatier. I oh, wow. I played Vatier and Mandrake, and I one game I I played against I think I think I played against Skellige and I got like a. I think it was like a 60 point swing or something just by playing double Vatier. I had like two, I, had, I think I had like two Petris filters. Then I played Vatier, Petris filtered him once, and then played Calvite for Mandrake and then had the other Petris filter for the Vatier again. And I just swung like crazy. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a legendary play. Though, though uh, I have to say that overall, compared to beta, the meme potential is not really there. Like in beta, you had just so many crazy interactions you could come up with, and now it's somewhat limited. Like, of course, it's you know the number of potential interactions increases every expansion because we get new cards. But overall, I feel like you can't just do you know this kind of crazy stuff anymore. It's healthy it for really a game, but it's also boring at the same time. Yeah, it's a reason why. Look, I, overall, I don't play a lot. And uh, sounds a bit a little bit weird as a grand content creator, but I don't play a lot of grand. I play when I feel like it. I play a lot of different games. I play in every card game a little bit. Um, so I always return for expansions because I love the new meme ex uh, potential. Uh, but yeah, I started to play less grand after the uh, open beta. Um, yeah, open beta homecoming. It's not like I didn't like homecoming. I even like it, but uh, I'm attracted to playing stupid shit, like really stupid shit as stupid as possible it's not not uh, possible anymore but i don't uh, i don't want to say it's bad for the game yeah i it's feel good. like a lot of the it's designs good. 
with the card changes, especially with dwarves. For example, Yarpen Zigrin. Oh, yeah. I love Yarpen Z I love old Yarpen Zigrin. The Dragon Serea, as I like to call him. And yeah, I, I really like that card. And now he's just like a, I think he's like an 11 for, for nine. And that's kind of meh. It's like, yeah, right, sure. Yeah. I actually complained about that a little bit last last stream, that whenever CDPR feel like a faction or an archetype is underperforming, they just rework their cards to point slam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. And, and and many of the interesting interactions are being lost that way. And they haven't actually made dwarves any better. They actually made them kind of worse without yeah, like, that's, the that's, removal that's a funny thing. tool now. They're like yeah, they are too one-dimensional now. Yeah, they're just like points. It's, it's all it is, really. It's not even and good like they're not points. even good engines. Like you look at Xavier Moran, you compare it to something like a Saul or like a or like a what's it called? Uh, friggin' beast of monsters. It's just not on the same level. The problem is probably I don't think the problem is the itself. Like what what they do. The problem is that they're reworking. They shouldn't rework anything. In card games, uh, like let's get to uh, let's go to Magic. Uh, the the father of all card games, I would say. Yeah. Um, they didn't have uh, something like uh, an online club time. So if an old card sucked, it just sucked. So no one used the old card. And new cards got printed out. So it was a little bit about that people buy new cards. But I think that, um, that philosophies should uh, like get transformed to every card game. Because I don't think it's good to sit down and change cards all the time. Because there's something interesting. Sometimes uh, there's an old card uh, that no one played. And then five expansions later, this card is suddenly amazing for yeah. some reason. And they yeah. take away this. I, I think just leave underperforming cards. Just, just throw them away. Don't ignore them. Like okay, I, I get I get that um, you need to uh, like nerf, but oh, nerf you mean them throw them under the bus. You mean you don't mean throw them away? You mean yeah, yeah, the throw bus. them under and the just, bus and just and just let them be shit forever. Yeah, don't rework them. Leave them alone. I know it's feeling a little bit weird because people have their favorite Witcher characters and that they are useless. But that's not how, the, how a card game works. Maybe in five expansions, it's going to be creme la creme, and then you need to nerf the fuck out of the card. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. like, imagine they would use the energy they used and all the other reward cards that no one uses at the moment and just put it into a new expansion. I like Ophir came out on the um, 7th, 12th last, last yeah, month. Yeah, December. early December. We have already four months. Uh, it's kind of, and now they say we probably need to wait two, three months more. Then like journey goes for three months, so I have a feeling that we get into expansion in three months. Yeah, it's like they uh, slama on this very show said it's going to be two expansion. Yeah, I saw, I saw it, and it's it's kind of slow. Let's wait. Maybe it's an amazing designed expansion. We go all going to love it because they have so much time, but. I just thinking about uh, instead of wasting time into reworking cards, just uh, put it into the new expansion. But I think all... their main focus right now, though, is is financial. Like you can see, it, you can really feel like, like I really feel like they want to put more stuff into like sort of uh, financial backing with things like Journey. They want to rework Arena as well, yeah. and that's something that gives them money technically. 
Uh, I mean, for us, like veteran players, it obviously is basically a free-to-play game mode. Yeah. And but but I feel like it it does make sense. But at the same time, for like for example, they put a lot of work into reworking cards, but not fixing bugs or yeah. like <laughs> like playtesting exactly. things. It's it, it it really is a bit of it, it, like their priorities are a bit all over the place. I feel like I even would say that Ophir had uh, some cool designs that. Uh make the game feel a little bit more fun for me personally. Yeah. I know uh, scenarios are a lot of points and they are a problem and whatever, but I love them. I think they're tons of fun. They, they are very, very good concept. But yeah, um, yeah, so... let me actually cycle back to what you said about not reworking card. They tried it. Like, we have to give credit where it's due. They did try it after Homecoming and they held onto that for about seven, eight months. So when they drop yeah. drop homecoming, they said they th they said this is the the base set of Gwent cards. We are not gonna touch them ever again. Right? They released. Um... Yeah, but that's just naive to like bring yeah. out a game and say, yeah, this is gonna be it. Because yeah, like, and, and, we had and then... like old spear or old spears is was ridiculously busted. Yeah, and, and then you know they 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 went away from that statement after the Novigrad expansion because they released a whole new faction and. It just felt so much rewarding to play than anything else. Yeah, it was also really fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, then they they felt compelled to rework bronzes. But once you get it going, you can't just say, "Okay, we are not gonna re re rework cards anymore." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Though on the other hand, they should keep some cards bad, hoping that yeah. one day they will add cards yeah. that will uh somehow improve their interactions. Let's let, let's look at you know, facts of the empire, rod tosser. Nobody played those cards before Emergence of Fear. I played them in Spies. They were actually kind of good in Spies. <laughs> okay, but they, uh, they, they were not being played very often. Oh, yeah, before. okay. I know what you're saying, yeah. but I, I, I saw potential in them. I actually made a deck, like, I think it was, like, a video saying my favorite decks to play, and I, I showed that Spy deck, and then the next expansion, they just upped the Poisons and gave it a lot Poison a lot more support, and then suddenly Poison was busted. And yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of knew that like if if Nilfgaard gets like three or four more poison cards, like spies or just like poison alone could be very powerful, and yeah. that was the case, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, maybe maybe it was the plan all along. We don't know, but really, for for months, people were just wondering what are these cards even doing here. And then yeah. all of a sudden, we get an expansion where we get a number of interactions, and people were complaining about Fangs of the Empire. Nobody's really complaining about Rod Tosser. I think like, overall, it's a good design. It's not a bad card. Rod Tosser is a very good design. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I love card. I love the concept. Oh, the but, old Rod Tosser. Yeah, they so were just sitting evil. there in in <laughs> within the faction doing nothing for months, yeah. like since since Homecoming slash Crimson Curse. But I think that's something that they also do with every like reworked card is like they're looking into the future. For example, like these whole dwarf reworks, they're saying they want to add more like good dwarves. Probably, but but like well, yeah, I'm... exactly. But what does that actually do? What is that? I'm not do? convinced about this. Like maybe they uh, they then should uh, add dwarf stuff in uh, Ophir or what else? What Iron Judgment or like you only should add new new stuff in expansions. I'm convinced still of this. I don't like the whole reworking. I saw a comment. Uh, someone asked uh, about Siri Nova. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know Siri Nova never going to be good. 
like I said, I rather don't see them making even more mistakes, fucking the <clears throat> screwing the game over uh, more. <laughs> Because, you censored yourself well enough, yeah, no. there, I guess. Uh, screwing the game, uh, game over, over, over again. Uh, it's 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 way more healthier to build up your like like with Fang of Empire. They released Fang of Empires, and then later they knew they're going to add more poison support in the next expansions. They knew it. It's obvious that they plan. This was all planned. Yes. It's not random. Like okay, yeah. we're going to add them, and then we're going to ignore them forever. It's not a, it's not surprising. There's a way better uh, way to build archetypes than just uh, jumping in, like sitting down for two weeks or three weeks and saying, okay, I don't like draws, let's fast change them. And then you see what's happening. No one plays. They're boring. And the thing is, they are scared to make them too strong. Yeah. Because they, they have a feeling that that's the reason why they're probably underpowered. It's so fast. They they did everything so fast uh, that they say, okay, let's rather be an underpowered than overpowered. A lot of people uh, have uh, bad dreams about dwarves anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, I kind of like the worst dwarf uh, thing ever was casino dwarves. Not even rowdy dwarves, I think. No. If you remember, casino, casino dwarves was a busted. Oh yeah, and it lasted for a. Very long time because they released Midwinter and they went away for a couple of weeks. They got back and of course it took <laughs> them time to look into this. So the worst were with us for what a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I would like to cycle back to to a comment made by uh, Hamedi who said, uh, "And what's the bad part of Point Slam?" Because this was actually a question on my list. Um, I think I, I, I answered it's personal preference and in a way it is because I always felt like, you know, reworking cards to be more point slammy, it just makes the game boring. Like it takes away interesting interactions. And you know, it's, if you've played against one point slam deck, you've played against them all. I think personally it's a big preference, like you already said, it's your own preference. I don't think that point slam or let's say agro decks, like in other games we have agro decks like in Magic, we have uh, have red decks, or uh, in um, Hearthstone, we have rogue uh, other decks. Like I, I personally think they are complex in a way. If you want to reach higher ranks, you need to think with your brain. Like some people think that you just throw points in the field and then you win. I think there's a lot of like, but the, it's the same with control. Like I'm not a big fan of control, and I'm never going to play control myself. But you also need a brain. To use control. I, I, in the end, I think it's not important about what you play. It's more important about your brain. Uh, and I don't like if anyone does a wrong, like a negative comment about any kind of deck type, because any kind of deck type, you need you need to understand the meta. Uh, you need to adapt your strategies, everything to reach a high rank. Like the topic we talk about net decks, it's 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 exactly the same. So um, what so I would say. Okay. So so what I would say is. This is a thing that actually I think differentiates Gwent from other decks. Now, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, from, from other card games. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, it's the thing is in Gwent, you basically have the freedom to deck build around everything. You know, the classic pyramid you have points that beats control, that beats engines, and engine yeah. beats points. Yeah, it's a cycle. Well, in Gwent, yeah, and that's a cycle, but Gwent never goes you should never go all in on everything with Gwent. I think you should sort of find a balance is have these point slam cards, have a bit of control 
and have a bit of engines. And those decks are the best decks. Say, for example, Harmony. You say Harmony is just point slam. I disagree. Harmony had point slam uh, with things like Oak, uh, Barnabas, uh, Etrian Murlega. But they also had control with things like Poison, Oak, technically also. Uh, also, again, uh, Etrian Murlega. And then they had engines with the Water of Broccolon and all the Harmony engines. So, and... And yeah, and I think I think in Gwent you can really hybridize that well, and that's what makes a good deck builder is someone who finds sort of the balance in all of this, and makes the perfect de- deck through that. And you 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 can obviously go all in on something. You can obviously go all in on point slam. You can go all in on engines, but then you need like other things. Like for example, you play an engine deck. There's always going to be a better engine deck. For example, you say Northern Realms engines is good. Do you? Th- but do, can it actually beat Kikimura in a long round? I'm not sure. Uh, no. and, and that's why I would say that you need a bit of everything in, in Gwent decks. Now, I don't know how it is in other card games. If, if, if people like just add like tech cards into every decks as, as much as they can in, in Gwent. But Some I think decks in Gwent... Some have neutral cards. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that those neutral cards or like just faction control cards, like something like a rebuke. Or something in Scoia'tael, or Skellige with the uh, Gutting Slash. I don't see a single Skellige deck that doesn't play Gutting Slash or Giga Scorpion. And but they could also play something like Priest, Great Swords, also the Engines with the Boats, and then the Point Slam with Morkvark, Point Slam with uh, uh, Wild Boar of the Sea. I think that really differentiates Gwent and what makes it so unique is that you have the, you need to have sort of a balance out of all of these things. Yeah, I, I guess that's why dwarves are not as good as some people thought they would be. Yeah, because dwarves are just point slam. Point dwarf slam. Uh, dwarves have no dwarf slam. They have a few engines. What? You said dwarf slam. slam. Yeah. It's it's slam. Dwarf. It is actually just a dwarf slam, and and uh, and like the point slam cards aren't even that good. Your yeah, only real problem. good. Your only real good point slam card would be Monroe, but he's like a point slam card that takes its time and doesn't really. F- fulfill full potential because you will be playing against decks that run armor or shields or something and then you, you know have what? like cards like zoltan zoltan like the big zoltan for 12 provisions only plays oh, yeah. for 10 points zoltan was fine by the way I, I i don't really understand the resilience change oh yeah that's what i'm that's what i also that i do not like that change out it's a decent card, but I would have rather seen it on another card in Dwarfs because Dwarfs really does need that little bit of control still because you don't want to be teching like, things like Thunder in your Dwarf deck. I mean, you? people are playing Oak in those decks because Oak is yeah, a Yeah, Oak, but, that's like, but Oak is like your finisher. You can't yes. like, immediately play it. And like, yes. if you're playing against something like Northern Realms with their crazy engine... I mean, some decks are like a monster, just work with point slamming. Yeah. You just know what yeah, happens. Mo- but the- Monster was the point slam faction, wasn't it? And I like it. I think it's a lot of fun. But my favorite monster deck is still, like, just bleeding. It's a, it's a mix oh, between vampire? both. Vampire yeah, Vampire. Okay, like, my favorite Crimson, uh, Crimson Curse card is... Like, I inst- immediately crafted the premium of this card. I'm just enjoying seeing all the I, re- I, I couldn't agree more, Cooper. Here, I really couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, but I, I get your point. Monster, my favorite pop monster deck is double. Ru- double, <laughs> double, well, yeah. double, double, double ruin. ruin I, I, I get your point, it. but I think it, it feels pretty good to play point slammy stuff, and I, I especially like point slammy stuff where you just <clears> you can all 
happens in the enemy uh, screen, like solitary. You just uh, take take a paper, like, you take something, put it over this enemy screen, and you're just dropping your cards yeah. and ignoring yeah, what happens. Much. I think it's fun. You never forget there's a different uh, kind of people. Some people want to play control because they're really strategic. Strategic. They love to think like 20 million turns in the uh, in the future and think like, okay, I'm going to remove this and then I'm going to do this. And some people just like to slam on the board. And um, yeah. I personally think slamming... And the problem is with... You, I know you don't like uh, points at all, but I think points are always going to be better th uh, than control because with points you don't have to care about the situation. You don't. Yeah. You just slam. Yeah. No, that's that's like yeah, control. That, that's the that's pyramid. Like, uh, that's the pyramid I was talking about. Yeah, that's so, the yeah, thing. That's, yeah, right. Like to answer the question, what's the bad part of point slam? It's you really are forced to bleed uh, a engine deck. Yeah. And maybe go a card down and try and like win the short round. That's basically the bad part about it. And you you're basically forced to play a certain style against certain decks. You can't just and I, I mean, people like to use the term smork. And I think point slam is like the way to smork. You can just like play cards and play cards and play cards yeah. and never actually pass. And that's a lot of fun for me. <laughs> that's a lot of fun. That is. It, it, it why, does have why it's fun it's it's often just easy to play you don't really need to focus that much you can just play your cards in a certain order and not if it. you want to reach high ranks honestly yeah. if because... you want to relax just play some gurney cora just like yeah. relax Look, it's, it's a card it's a card game so uh let's say there's much more uh, <laughs> sometimes you have uh have the perfect hand with deck and the enemy deck has a uh, enemy has a shit hand and then you're just going to slam his face yeah especially in games like where we have health bar like in Hearthstone or Magic, but uh, let's let's assume both players has a, have a good hand. If the point slam player is a shit player and the control player is a good player, he's not going to reach high ranks. And overall, like I said, I I, I still don't think it's easy. It's easy if you want to uh, to slam some uh, noobs, then yeah. you're going to slam them. And yes, it's easy if you if you have the perfect hand, but it's always easy to win a card game when you draw the perfect hand. Oh yeah, that's what that's what we pay. That's like the price we pay to uh, for being addicted to card games that we got screwed by uh, destiny. <laughs> sometimes we have shit hands. Sometimes yes. we have great hands. So, so I, I'm still not convinced that it's easy, really. Yeah, that's that, that's a big worry though. Destiny. What the Witcher uh, TV show? Literally, every oh, yeah, this is yeah, yesterday. I, I didn't even remember that. that <laughs> okay, guys, because we are kind of uh running circles here, just talking you know, balance, and then we we talk about the new stuff, and then we go back to balance. We talk a, little, a lot about beta, uh, and just like that, we are on the two hour mark of the show, and oh. there's still some things I would like to talk about. Okay. So, just moving on, uh. I would like to briefly talk about a competitive event that's going to take place soon-ish, and that's uh, Cards for Humanity, because we talked about the whole corona situation early on, and what people often don't realize is it really affects some communities uh, that struggle to make ends meet right now. And, and with those communities in mind, our friends over at uh, 983 are putting together an event. It's going to be a multi-game event involving uh, card games like Midgard Gwent, uh, Magic, and Rune Terra. 
And it's taking place soon. It's taking place uh, this month. It's going to be a charity event. Um, on April the 18th, it's going to be streamed live on twitch.tv slash 983events. And to make things a little bit more interesting for the Gwent crowd, the Gwent event is actually going to be, going to be casted by the tournament duo of Magbeard and Flake. So, uh, with that being said, I highly encourage everyone in chat to check out the Twitch uh, link on the screen, twitch.tv slash 983events, because I, I think... Check it out, because I, I think it's a great initiative. Like, we need tournaments, yeah. right? Because yeah, we do need for, for obvious yeah. reasons, um, the Masters didn't go on, it got postponed, Open got postponed, and I think the, the next bye Open... Bye and then Cupor got postponed, as we can see. <laughs> so, right, um, yeah, I think events like that are, are, are really good for the community, especially if, if that's with a very um, good goal in mind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if I'll join the tournament. I might. And just play some meme decks. Do you know who, who's part of the tournament? Or is it just free submission? I think it's free submission. Alright, then I'll just add some meme decks and Try and smirk everyone over there. Try to show them that. Yeah, the I, I had a problem life. with my connection. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, are, are you joining in on that event, Cooper? The Cards Against Cards for Humanity? Yeah, but wait a second. I had a problem with everything. Okay, now the connection's back. I just heard about the event. Um, this looks pretty good. But I don't know how to join, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, you'll see the link down there, probably, or down up here. Uh, probably down there, because yeah, it's it's more or less in the middle of the screen. Uh, oh. Just just no, just no, go no, just uh, Google nine eighty three events. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Now my, my <laughs> no, my screen is even a little bit blurry at the moment. That's the problem. Yeah, okay, Twitch has been doing that for for a few days now. Okay, now I'm seeing it. I mean, the problem is if I ever. Ground, so I'm never honest, uh, sure if I should join. I don't want to play any any real decks, but let's say this uh, the idea is great. Maybe I'm going to. It's 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 a sherry event, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, so maybe mm -hmm. I'm going to donate some money. I already liked the um, event uh, your team did. Um, what was the name? Not quite so masters. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I even. Uh, Donated like a lot of small amount of money to drop some stupid uh, messages in the in the chat was perfect. Great. Yeah, and uh, speaking of events like that, the Team Artus World Cup is is going on as we speak. The qualifiers. Check out, check that out. After yeah, we we are definitely this, gonna obviously. raid one of the channels streaming that right now. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, because no, normally this section is about competitive Gwent, what's going on, uh, how are the qualifiers going. But you got us here, so... Yeah, but, <laughs> the, but the problem is there is not much going on because everything is being postponed oh, okay. due yes, to the obvious problems. So with that I, being said, uh, like we are really running short on time right now. Okay. Which, which I didn't expect, guys. I didn't expect... I, I have to say I was a tad too optimistic about the topics we are going to discuss today. But then again, I made the question list before we actually knew about the journey yes makes so sense, makes sense. so the, half of the list just got obliterated by that one thing mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, I would like to move to the personal Q&A uh, section. We only have a couple of questions, so uh, I'm going to ask them right away. One thing, Cooper, I was really wondering about. Palmerin Club, why Palmerin? Why not Milton? Why not one of the other knights? Why not Gregoire? Why Palmerin? Isn't Palmer, isn't Palmer not the important character in The Witcher even? The question. <laughs> okay, it's pretty simple. When Crimson Course came out, like the expansion, I was really hyped because this was like the first expansion we ever got for Grant. And um, Milton, like I watched every reveal ever with like, I was glued to the screen. I, I, I searched for every new card reveal and they revealed Milton first. Like, it was one of the first cards they revealed. And I was wondering, okay, Milton has a great ability. It's really cool. So, who's Palmerin? Like, they wrote, if you have Palmerin in your hand, uh, you don't need to, uh, to use the death block. So, I was like, okay, please show me Palmerin. And I waited. And I waited. And I waited. And Palmerin was like the, I think the fourth level or fifth, at least uh, last card they revealed, the fifth. Like every everything else was already revealed, and I had to till the last uh, days. <laughs> expansion drops. They, they show me Palmerin, and then it's just this ability. And, and this dude with his face looks like, yeah, I'm having some shields. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to stop with this. <laughs> but this is everything. Like, I waited, I wanted to know what, who is Palmerin. I didn't even play Blood and Wine at the time, I played it later. Who is Palmerin? What, what does he want from me? Why do I have to wait for the special card? Because you show the cool, coolest card in the end, like to hype the people up. Everyone, you need to show cool cards. And they show Palmerin. And for me, it was like some joke. And I thought, okay, when I ever do something like this, I need to make a club, especially because I to understand why Palmerin. And this is like one of the first times I'm ever answering this question. <laughs> and I hope, I hope not a lot of watch this YouTube video uh, to this time because I don't want that the people even know why part. It's just, you have to accept it. Also, he's bolted. It's part of the joke. Yeah. I actually understand your sentiment here because we, this, this, this is going to be very brief. I, I think that Shield, the moment it was implemented, it already felt old and unnecessary. Yes. <laughs> it was like we have shield it doesn't really do anything it doesn't synergize with anything okay yeah, it gives you a, a layer of protection but on a card like palmarin really it's so useless yeah and that's the reason why i did it like milton was usable i mean he had some good points just some yeah, damage a good body and yeah that's the that's the joke of it. that's the reason why palmarin is uh my club owner uh, my my overlord, and uh, and let's say this uh, was also really interesting. There's a Twitter user on uh, Twitter on Twitter. Yeah, uh, she uh, I don't want to say the name, but like I found her uh, her Twitter on like on accident because I searched for Palmerin picks. There are not that many Palmerin picks. I know it's really surprising that there are not that many fanouts of Palmerin, and every fanout I ever used from uh, from him is from her. She's a big Palmerin fan, and I never know why. Like, she's obsessed with, with the character. She has a lot of Palmerin uh, fan art, and, uh, and there's really, like... Star-crossed lovers, I see. I'm not really interested, interested for Palmerin at all. <laughs> That's pretty obvious, I think. Um, 
But uh, there's a person that really, really loves this bolt. Good. Nice. Nice. Okay, another question from, from the list, because this was an interesting story. <laughs> but speaking of stories, I would like to hear, um, how, about how did you get to organize the Oddball tournaments, and are there any plans to make more of them in the future? Well, it all started with me just having an idea with Dr. Danus. Uh, Dr. Danus, if you don't know him, he's like a, a fellow memer in Gwent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he had the contact of Bebo Boop, and I was like, holy shit, I can get Bebo Boop to join this tournament. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's so big, that's so big. And then we did the first one, and that was like a 35-card deck requirement. Uh, we also had, And then we added Baby Joseph, and Baby Joseph became a bigger part of the whole thing as well. And yeah, then we just... And then my channel kind of got bigger, and I got to uh, ask... I could ask more people... The second one had Bushwook, uh, Ace of Plays, Sealy as well. And uh, yeah, and then we then I wanted, and for the next one, I might try and get like Trinet and McBearded, hopefully. That's, that's the main goal for the next one. But I have no idea as to what rules I want to make. I've, I've already put some suggestions in there, but none of them have been interesting to the mm. other people. I mean, to the other people, I mean, like Baby Joe's is the other like organizer of this thing. but. Yeah, I, I, you could definitely expect more oddball tournaments to come. It's just I want to have a good like concept to actually because the gold rush one was a pretty decent concept. It was very oh, yes. that was a very funny one. This was great the idea. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and yeah, it's it really it was. We, I also had a lot of fun editing, but like editing them is also a very Spyro. Yeah, we had Spyro as well hmm. for the gold rush one. Uh, but yeah, I have like a dream lineup of people I want for this tournament. But yeah, it's it's gonna be, it's obviously very hard to organize these things as you do kind of need all of them to be available at a certain time. And yeah, I mean, eh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the biggest challenge. And also, it's a big challenge to come up with a good idea for it. And yeah, that's really all there is to the oddball tournament. But yeah, I mean, I'm. It's really just about the idea. You need a really good concept. And that's all there is, really. Maybe we should make a bowl tournament just for Cooper. Every bold I mean, yeah. bold cards. I mean, you had one with beat with the facial hair, so... Yeah, that one, was, that one was tricky, since a lot of people... Added, like, there was a lot of questions about what is... Uh, about, like, what, what's qualified and what's not. So that was a bit... How about the tournament? tricky one tournament where there's a random pool of meme cards perfection and uh, every player gets a faction and uh, like randomly chosen meme card and they have to build a deck around the meme card or something actually so this... um i had a similar idea cooper so basically that, that that was when snapshots were still a thing right that's when data was still being transferred to the teams um we, I, I had this idea that maybe you can organize a tournament, like a semi-competitive tournament, except you have like a list of judges and they just, you know, strike out all the like, top meta cards from the possible okay. pool. Like, you look at the snapshot, uh, okay, you cannot play this card, you cannot play that card, you cannot play this leader. With, with yeah, whatever that, is left, you have to build your decks. What my idea was, my latest idea that I said that was kind of rejected was a pack, a, a keg tournament, basically. So you choose, ah, you choose okay. two factions, and you basically 
and before every game, both players have to open five kegs, like faction kegs, with that faction, and then they have to build a deck around the cards that they get from these kegs. And after every game, they they have to redo that basically. But it's uh, a lot but, of effort. That's a problem. Oh yeah. Yeah, people didn't like that though, because it. I mean, is it though? It's like you. I like the idea. I like it's, the idea. It, it's just the best of three. It's not a best of five. I mean, you can use it for a video. Yeah, I'll probably use it for a video. Not not an oddball tournament though. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's that might be like an early leak for like a future video. I Maybe I can realized. do that. Oh, we love leaks. My discords. Yeah. I just realized that uh, <laughs> that the, the, I just saw a YouTube video of played in the League of Legends game, and every position was with uh, was with the champion with the lowest win rate, like on purpose. Every okay. single position was the lowest win rate in the whole. So they had the worst team as possible. And uh, like it's a little bit it's similar. I just like the idea to force people playing the worst cards in the game. <laughs> That's good, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. we could make like a sort of a card pool to work around. But that just kind of limits. Then you kind of know what everyone else is playing. And I, I kind of like the idea of like surprise. I mean, there's never really a surprise if there's like a rule set, for example, with the gold cards, there were always going to be like auto includes that you just had to have. But yeah, maybe, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm thinking, obviously, uh, here and there, some idea might pop up that just like blows my mind and I'll just suggest it to everyone. But yeah, for now, there won't be any probably this month because I just have no good idea yet. But maybe in the future. Though. Because now I kind of want to focus on my own channel as well, and because like, because these tournaments do take quite a while to organize and uh, edit as well, so that takes me away from streaming, and I kind of want to stream in YouTube right now. So yeah, maybe in the future though. So keep your eyes and ears open. We'll definitely do. But uh, with your YouTube and Twitch in mind, I think it's a good moment to move uh, over to the plug section. Of the podcast where you can shamelessly sell out whatever you're doing. So I'm gonna start with Qpor. Qpor, where can our viewers find you if they feel the inner need to do so? I mean, <clears throat> they can find my stupid comments everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, just uh, Twitter, Qpor, pretty simple. Just the name you see there. Writ -writ written with a, a zero. So I'm inst instead of a, oh, there's a zero. So Qpor. On the Twitter and just the partnering club. I mean, the good thing about partnering club is if you Google it, it's going to be the first because who the fuck has a partnering club and Google's this word? <laughs> you easily find my content. And for everyone that uh, um, likes to betray Grant with Legends of Runeterra, I have my Pathcap Club. It's exactly the same uh, word block with uh, pictures of Timo. And the articles are also really bad. Too. Yeah, that's all. You're going to see my stuff on Reddit. I post it every day, uh, every time there. That's all. All right. So my, you can find my stuff if you like spicy memes, if you like uh, some weird deck building, some good editing. If you're <laughs> if you're a fan of like montage, like Gwent mu music montages, if you're a fan of that, make sure to check out my YouTube channel it's called Mr. Hobla One. You literally have to search for Mr. H. And it'll be the first thing that comes up. And yeah, I mean, if you're new to the game as well, if you're watching this and you're new to the game and you actually watch this whole thing, <laughs> I don't think that actually 
it's going to be possible. Yeah, I, I also have a very good beginner's guide for Gwent. And uh, yeah, my Twitch, same name. It's all everything that you need to know is all also linked be below every video in the description. For example, my Twitter, my Discord, which I will be using for future videos. I have already used it once. I've made people, I've asked people to build decks for me to play. And I've also jumped into a call with them. And then I played their own decks while they, you know, guide me through the journey <laughs> of, of playing their decks. And yeah, that's, that's really all. I mean, that's all. It's a lot, but it's probably everything. I mean, yeah, check out my YouTube, man. It's got good shit, dude. That's all, that's all I got to say, really. And yeah, that's, that's my, that's my plug. And yeah, thank you for watching this all the way through. If you did. Yeah. Thank you that you guys suffered with us. Yeah, okay, guys, I'm not gonna uh, sell it myself because you are already my channel, so you don't really need to look far to find me. What, what I'm gonna do is, uh, once again, if you wanna stay uh, in touch also off stream, you can follow us on Twitter at Nograp Podcast. And uh, yeah, this episode is gonna be uploaded onto YouTube, Spotify, and a number of other platforms e either today or tomorrow. With that being said, uh, Mr. Hablock, thanks for being here. Really, really appreciate Thank it. You for uh, I had a great time talking to you guys. Thank you so, so yeah, much. So, um, yeah, we are going to raid somebody in a couple of minutes. Once again, chat, thanks for being here today. The timing was uh, somewhat problematic with the tournament going on and the journey and everything that happened in the last couple of days. Uh, but yeah, still appreciate the commitment of everyone uh, in chat. So, once again, guys, thanks for watching. I'll Thank see you. you guys next time. Thank you. Bye bye. Um, bye. Yeah, enjoy bye. the rest bye. of your Saturday. Thank you. You too.